0: Dan Aldo it was so good to see you in Chicago this past weekend. That was a wild time. And you say your back hurt all the way back to West Virginia. Because yeah.
1: Fucking we did. Yeah. It was between the, all the man on man sex and the fact that my thigh <laughs> was touching another man's on the plane. And I was trying to desperately avoid it and bend over and lean over. And the bad posture led to me just feeling like I'm 75 years old. Jesus. It was your cock.
0: <laughs> My cock is seventy-five years old, despite the fact I'm only sixty-four.
1: <laughs> hey, Roquan got I paid. List? Roquan got paid, and Erlack is suing somebody over his bald pubic hair head. Well, of
0: course he is. <laughs> you should have that news story handy for us so that we could read it out loud. Brian Erlack is really suing somebody because they used they talked about his hair without his permission.
1: That was the tweet. Former Chicago Bear Brian Erlacher is suing a Texas-based hair transplant company, claiming it used his personal hair transplant story on its website without his permission. Fucking idiot. Jesus. Who's his agent? What's up, know. Cornelius? All I right, so he... agent... I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, my bad, Aldo. I was just gonna say, I think his agent's the one that always represented Favre all those years, too. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> I believe so. I think all of them are gonna be in jail soon. Um, listen, today we're starting a new show. It's no longer Dan and Aldo Bear Their Souls. It is Bear Their Souls, and we've got new cast members. Uh, are you are you feeling confident about this, Dan, or are you like me and wondering, is this fucking going to work?
1: <laughs> I think one day Nomad and I are going to be looking, uh, even though I don't know what he looks like or who he is or where he is, I think I'm going to be looking over to my left or to my right, and we're both going to be just fucking slaying some pussy together one day. <laughs> That's how well this is going to work.
0: Oh, God. Where'd you go? Oh, there we are. Uh, all right. Well, let's get this thing started. I'm anxious to bring them in, have some fun uh, with our friends. I'm, uh, I'm just I'm really excited. <laughs> Nomad and Dan are destined to have case sex. <laughs> I <know. laughs> I'm really excited about this. So let's get the show on the road. All right, brother?
1: Let's go. Uh, works. I'm excited for the intro. <music>
2: what follows is strictly for adults. Put your children out of harm's way. You see, the following five gentlemen are clearly not PG. In fact, an R rating would stand for rude. Let's meet them now.
1: He's originally from the land of Lincoln, Illinois. Then he moved to Georgia, and then he moved to Florida. How much farther south can this man go? Cuba? There's no doubt. This man is lucky Ronald Reagan is not alive because he would be calling him a communist. But don't worry, he's no Castro comrade. He's the president of the Bears Country Podcast, the lead host of their signature show, He's one of us. One of us! One of us! Aldo calls him the OD! Let's not call him a cocksucker! The Other Dan. We don't know anything about him. I mean, we don't know shit about him. We don't know his real name. Is it Thaddeus? Is it Reginald? Is it Frank? I don't know. What's his address? Any of his friends? Does he even have any friends? Hey, we do know this. He's someone you better not fuck around with. He knows the bears and the game of football. He's funny as fuck. He likes to fuck, and just like me. Again, this is redundant, but he likes pussy No (laughs) man. This man was an extra on Oliver Stone's natural-born killers back in 1994. It is believed he has more body hair than any other mammal on the fucking planet and some suspect he starred in gay porn back in the 1980s. But there's nothing wrong with that. Now he delivers the Bears' state of affairs. He handicaps games better than anyone, except maybe Mike North, but they're both good. He loves the efficiency of bourbon. It's Tooch. It's Mr. John Santucci. You know this gentleman as the Podfather. He created the Barroom Network in 2014. 2023, figures to be a big year in this man's life, Medicare, Social Security, and erectile dysfunction all at one time. Hey, quit calling him white. He's tired of that shit. He's Puerto Rican. He's Aldo Gandia. I've been saying for three years in the Barroom Network that I love the Chicago Bears more than I do masturbating but now i don't really know if that's true all right i'm just fucking with you of course it's true but it's been a bad season i mean except for justin fields running all the i recently got dumped by a girl on facebook my ex-wife's getting remarried but don't worry about me i'm still getting lots of pussy.
3: i'm dan Aguirre.
2: these five <laughs> are here to talk about the chicago bears and bear their souls <laughs>
0: yeah baby it is the debut episode of dead and although bear their souls and there is the new cast the old cast and everybody in between thank you nick guys welcome to the Barroom network work welcome to bear their souls and that'll be the last time i will welcome you because now you are a part of the show and you're no longer guests you guys are family you guys are our stars of the show as i used to say about the other two assholes I hung out with. <laughs> First of all, let's go to Mr. Shorty. The other Dan, I call him the old D. How
4: are you, brother? Man, Aldo, I am amazing. And I'd like to say uh, thank you for uh, having me uh, as part of the network and uh, joining the show with you. So, <laughs> I mean, this has been a, an excellent um, ride, you know, starting off First Country Podcast on Mondays. And uh, getting to be friends with you guys, and it's been um, it's been amazing. So this is gonna this is gonna be a blast. We're gonna have so much fun on this show that people are gonna they're gonna have to pay to go back to watch Dan and Aldo. <laughs> Look at this! <laughs> Let's welcome our other new member
0: of our cast, uh, Nomad. How are you, my man?
5: About time you got some brothers on this motherfucker. <laughs> I, I thought I was gonna have to go get Al Sharpton and do something outside your house, motherfucker. Fat <laughs> Al Sharpton, not the little motherfucker.
0: Yeah, fuck got it. I want the real Al Sharpton
5: back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it's it's. I love being here, man. I'm a I'm gonna do what I need to do to help this show reach new plateaus. Hopefully, plateaus is that the right word? But I think it yeah, is. I'm looking forward to it, man, and I, I I plan on rocking it out with the rest of these guys. I love these guys and working with them, man. So it's going to be different at first, you guys. And you guys are used to an established brand. But in time, you give us a chance. We will rock this motherfucker. I guarantee you.
0: Your chance is now. And uh, you've already started rocking it. And the last guy, he needs no introduction at all. It is Johnny, the Tooch Santucci. John, how are you, brother? And unmute yourself.
6: Yeah, I don't want to be the first guy to talk while muted. Just that was my my whole goal tonight was was to not be the guy who uh, start started the new uh, series on mute. I did it. You did it.
0: You did it. I Congratulations.
3: Did <laughs>
0: john's got idiot. the controls uh he will be uh posting the comments up on the screen he's essentially directing the show and uh he will join us at the top of the new hour with his bare state of affair so Tooch, i know you got the kids behind you and we don't want any gay porn talk while they might be listening so uh, <laughs> so uh we'll see you later brother <laughs> he is johnny santucci dan and the other Dan and Nomad and I, man, what a fucking weekend. Um, we got to start with what was the most perturbing thing as the end of that football game, and even during the football game when we decided, we being Matt Eberflus, decided to play rotating quarterbacks and rotating offensive line. Like, I'm going to fucking experiment. In fact, Dan Aguirre told me during the game, this is like a fucking preseason game. And I go, yeah. <laughs> I felt so, your
4: pain. I felt your pain at the hotel, man. I felt it. it was that's rude. right. We,
0: we did a post-game show afterwards. Dan and I went, uh, had a nice meal, and I had a couple of drinks, and I had the couple of drinks. I had four drinks. I had two for him and two for me, and uh, uh, we had fun talking about it afterwards, but it was disappointing. Nomad, do you feel the same way that uh,
5: you wish the season would have ended a little better? Man, y'all sound like a bunch of cackling hens at my grandmother's <laughs> Rotary Club or something. <laughs> Ryan and shit, man, shut the fuck up, man. It went the way it was supposed to go. And that's oh, just all it is to it. No, come man. on, but, but Lovey went down fighting. Right, right. I mean, we need to get together and get that motherfucker some kind of card and get everybody's signature on that motherfucker. Oh, we need to do <laughs> something for him, man. But that was, that was special. How many times in your lifetime have you seen all the stars line up align for, for Chicago and the bears, man, this is the first time in my life, you know, it's, it's every good break that we could have had in way of getting this number one pick and this draft position mm-hmm. happen for us. And I'm, I'm still, I'm still just, just sorting out my feelings about it, about how and which way they might go. And it's so many scenarios to go over and over we got months to do all that stuff but i'm just i'm still sorting out my feelings just to, I'm just happy
4: and like cliff wow. said last night they they also get the uh the what is it the what is the 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 other round that they get to choose in when they get to the draft the um when they oh God, help me out nomad what was he talking about last night the the comp the compensation draft or the no the, the oh. waiver wire we're first on the waiver wire too yeah that's right yeah, so, on, that's so.
1: number one yeah, and that's huge. Uh Aguire, you were gonna say something earlier. I was gonna say, first off, I hope I'm teeing you up. I hope you have the video of everyone chanting La V La V La v. No, no, but uh, I can do that. <laughs> that was a very cool moment after after the game, we were still at Soldier Field, and the Texans game was on television, and they had just thrown that touchdown on fourth and twenty. We were listening to it on Sirius on my phone, and then we missed the two point conversion while we were going over there. So when the final play, that that you know, zeros on the clock, and it, it's it's a fact that the Bears are number one. Everyone just started chanting in unison, "La vie, la vie," which was spontaneous and a very cool moment to be a part of. That's
7: awesome. Yeah,
0: it was. Let me, in fact, uh, let me play the entire thing. I, I actually posted it on Twitter, but uh, to set up happened. a little the drama of it. So here it. Uh, here it comes. It's on Twitter and now it is on your screen. All right, here it is. This is for the number 1 pick of the draft. This is it. This, it. this is Throw it.
3: Yes.
0: Yes.
1: It sounds like just us right there, but at the time, it, me, there were there really were other people involved in this. I swear, the God. yeah, the video didn't do it justice, but it sounds it like just be me be and you there. Who did you take credit for it? <laughs> there were cute. others chanting. I swear,
0: no matter you, you uh, I mean, what Loving did was so classy. You know, he could have. And other people would disagree with me. While well, you got fired, you should still do something nice for the organization and help them get the number one pick. No, but what he did was for the players. And what Eberflus did was was basically tell the players, yeah, fuck you guys. And Ryan Pose at the press conference to say that he wasn't watching the game. I don't want to call the guy a liar, but man. Someone yeah. in the press did. Know, the question. <laughs> it's hard to believe you. <laughs> if I was posed, I would say, well, fuck you, get the hell out of here
5: i know Matt I mean I, I, I see I come at it from a different angle and it's a tight spot to be in for a coach when you know you have business decisions to make with when in regards to your team and the position I mean you you got Iberfoos could have been over a barrel in the decisions that he had to make there because you don't want to fuck this up you can we can be upset about the way the, the situation played out. The way we looked as an organization, we can be uh, rightfully upset about the ticket holders and all that stuff. We can be rightfully upset about that. Or you can take it with the flow of what happened. Let it roll off your back. And I choose to be one of those guys. I like where we're sitting. I can get over that pretty quickly. But apparently you bees can't.
0: Wait a minute. Bro. I'm laughing. I was listening to every word in home, man. but Iceberg says, Although I didn't know you had a twin brother. And of course, he is referring to the two of us. <laughs> we do so look we alike. Strange. You look enough. like my son, bro. That's what you look like.
4: You're man, more handsome you than I am, though. but.
0: Who's your mom? <laughs> I told you, I got a lot of mileage on this penis. Damn. I'm being
4: honest, I never knew my real father. <laughs> oh.
0: oh, man. All right. I want to play some video from uh, today's press conference. But I think the biggest takeaway, and I'm not seeing a lot of people talk about this, is it is clear that there are going to be some coaches, coaching changes. Because listen to what Matt Eberflus said when uh, he was asked about the coaches.
8: Oh, I, as I said after the game, you know, I'm going to meet with those guys here shortly. Uh, each one of them, um, and uh, we'll evaluate everything as we go. Um, but uh, again, it's the NFL. A lot of things move. A lot of things change. A lot of things adjust. So uh, we'll address that when we get there.
0: Dan Aguirre has a hard on right
1: now. I know that he does because he 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 wants Williams out of here. Absolutely. I've been saying that the, the majority of the season, and yesterday uh, or Sunday on WGN, uh, Dan uh, Hampton and, and Big Ed both were advocating for not only the fire and departure of Mr. Williams, but also Luke Getzy. Uh Dan says that, not myself or, or the other Dan, but Dan Hampton says that Getze is part of the problem of Fields' passing game and that he's sort of holding him back Ed doesn't think Fields is going to be a franchise quarterback, but agrees he needs someone else to help him if he's going to become that. Mm.
0: What do you guys think, uh, Nomad?
5: If I come at it again, at it from a different way. And if it were me and if I'm looking to upgrade it in the coaching staff, I'm starting in the trenches, offensive and defensive line. I don't, I don't, especially on the defense, it's kind of hard to uh, be overly critical for me when it comes to the defense, being the person that played in that style of defense, knowing that you don't have the necessary pieces to function at a high level. You had probably a third of it in the secondary. The rest of it was mishmash, just just stuff they could put together. We lucked up on a, a, a Jack Sanborn, but the rest of it is just insufficient Funds, man, it's just we didn't have what we needed to to function the way you guys would prefer the Bears to look like. We just didn't have it. It just wasn't there. When you can't rush the passer, it's that makes everything bad. You can't pressure the quarterback. Every, nothing works. I don't give a shit how many blitzes you call, how many disguise packages you come up with. If you can't get in, in the face of that quarterback, it's all fucked up. No matter what you do, there's only so many ways you can scheme a bad defensive team. And at the end of the day, you have to accept the fact that you were shorthanded and you can't get to the point where you're overreacting to your staff and saying, hey, you know, my staff didn't do this well or that well. No, dude, they they didn't. They had a bad hand to begin with, man. So that's just where I'm at with it. I know what it takes to function well in that defense. And it just wasn't there.
8: I don't. Other than, don't other than that, that, what do you think?
4: I don't think that uh, Williams is going to get fired. I, I'm kind of in agreement with Greg Gabriel when he he says. I mean, he, that Flus pointed out at one point. You know, basically called out a coach without saying his name, that he wasn't doing the job. So I think that could be the coach we're going to see. Maybe that's the defensive line coach or a linebacker coach or something like that but I don't know there's it's going there's going to be somebody fired but it's not going to be the defensive it's not going to be one of the coordinators
1: Marcus Smith think. almost made me shit my pants read that comment <laughs> you, you know what like like if I was if I
5: were somebody like Eber I would be looking to see if Bill Callahan had a job and try to see if I can put him on my staff on the offense just to help that offensive line get better Guys like that these known qualified they they they've shown what they can produce if given opportunity guys like that are just jewels out there so that's what I would be doing if I were him
0: well we'll see um the other soundbite that I wanted to play and I talked about this with Greg uh, was when they talked about Chase Claypool and Pohl's was trying to get the record straight, you know, for fans who are complaining about the Chase Claypole trade and trying to provide some context so that people can understand that this is not like trading in baseball.
2: There's an entire offseason and half of a season of installs and all the things that you need to do collectively to play and, and execute offensive play. Um, on top of that, it was a little bit choppy with some of the, Justin getting dinged up. Um, he got dinged up. Uh, so it was a little bit choppy of a start. I don't. I told Chase, and we had a really good conversation. I'm not blinking at that one at all. I think he's going to help us moving forward, and I'm excited about it.
0: What do you? If we got to address Marcus here, go ahead, Dan Aguirre. <laughs> Marcus says, "I made you crap. Now you'll be crying later." He already shows he can't take hits.
1: <laughs> I. <laughs> unequivocally repudiate that. No disrespect to Marcus, but I know that Justin has been banged up late in the year with his hamstring, but give the guy credit. When he was on the sideline getting stretched by the trainers, he's looking at the the Microsoft Surface as well. To me, considering as poor as the offensive line was at times, and I thought it was weird that they singled out Riley Reef as this this great lineman this year because, God, I didn't see that on the field. And the presser today, he took a fucking beating, he being Justin Fields, and he seemed to persevere throughout it. That's just my opinion. I'd like to think that you gentlemen probably agree with me on that. Yes, absolutely. Yes.
3: <laughs> You're a
0: gentleman, Danny Aguirre. That's all, that's all you had to say about Marcus's comment. I mean, uh, I felt like you were to come to uh, – jf1's defense there you know Tell marcus, i feel like I, I did
1: but i didn't want to denigrate his opinion because oh, at the God. end of the day it's I, I, just all of us have opinions that that are valid as the other one but man i i'm i'm so far away from that there's no way that i could advocate that in any scenario yeah come on man it, it, and marcus is just
0: fucking with this. he's 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 part of the humor of the show, right? I mean, maybe he, he's a Minnesota fan, but actually they were good to us Sunday. Maybe he's a Packers fan. I'll tell you what, he's got a Packer name, Marcus Smith, defensive <laughs> Yeah, that's
4: a that's definitely a Packers name. <laughs>
0: Boy, I can't believe the vitriol uh, uh, in the chat room. Uh, Sanders is saying Guess he ran him like he was fucking Walter Pitt. come on man the guy's a running quarterback and i i mean he's not a running quarterback let me take that back he's a passing quarterback at ohio state that's what he did he he, but in order to spark give a spark plug to that offense he took advantage of the athletic skills that this guy had and the bears for that what what was game seven game stretch had a phenomenal run of offense they were scoring points like I've rarely seen as a Chicago Bears fan the Ron Turner era. What they were doing fantastic. Um, Dan Aguilar, you can you're better at remembering uh, good offenses with the Chicago Bears. It, yeah, because uh, there's it,
1: only been two. No, <laughs> <I'm> just <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, 1995 with Kramer and Conway and Graham and Ron Turner, that was mm-hmm. that was a great year. And then you know they led the league in scoring in '85, actually. So they're number one offense and number one defense. Mm. There you go. Did you guys, did anybody here,
4: I know you did, Nomad, but did anybody else here, or you, Aldo, Hubs, I think it was his first podcast back today? No, I, I didn't, didn't hear. hear. Oh. Who? Oh, boy, Hub Arkush. He's, he's not a JF1 hours. fan, is he? A
5: stuffy Hub?
4: No, it's <laughs> not. No, 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 he's not. It's not that he's he, not a JF1 fan, but you know how Hub is. You I know, know. He, he always has to, like, he always has to kind of take the other he always remains on the side of caution, right? And so, if anybody hasn't heard that, it's the Shaw uh, local. It's you can find it on YouTube. Yeah. Shaw local with Hubarkush, and uh, boy, he. If if anybody in this room, let, last night, all I tried to say about Justin Fields was, just wish he had a little quicker release. I, and only the only reason why I said that was because. Like you said, Aldo, we can't just sit here and suck dick all the time. We have we have to find some, you know, something to critique, something that you have to look at that any any player on the team can get better at. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to say, I wish he had a quicker release. Um, and you know, got rid of the ball quicker. Both of those things, not they're they're two different things. A little bit quicker release with the wrist, and just get rid of the ball quicker on top of that, because I think a lot of the times that he didn't make those throws this year, it feels to me like he didn't have the cock up time to mm-hmm. throw it, you know. And so, Did that's just why. I said that. That's yeah. what I was about to say. Did you just say cock? Did you cock. Say cock? cock? <laughs> Did somebody, did somebody, like that's like going. <laughs> what, what the fuck is going
5: on behind the scenes? What are you doing? Somebody
4: there? farts and everybody laughs in the room. Uh, Dan Aguirre, so, Dan Aguirre so, said in the open that
0: you don't call you a cock sucker. and so you, you're talking about cock.
4: <laughs> and my mic looks like a cock, huh? Shit, so you have the you have the little thing in front of it. I have that. I can go put it on right now. <laughs> no, but. So, I just said that, 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 that little thing, and, like, the chat kind of got on my ass about it. And if anybody would have heard what Hub Arkush said today.
1: You it, know, Hub it, always defended Matt Nagy. I mean, again, we're all allowed to have our opinions, but he was, like, advocating for Matt, even at, when everyone else was done with that bald fuck. So, that leads yeah. me to not want to listen to Hub, to be honest with you. Yeah.
4: Well, I wanted up, to see man. how he was because he just came back from his heart attack. and up.
5: <laughs> ugly motherfucker. He's mad. He's pissed off and mad because he's
4: ugly. He never, I
0: love
5: Hub Arkish. Ugly
0: motherfucker. I don't agree
5: with him. And he's pissed
4: off I, at so, life. You can look, look we're, at his face. We're and split see that. down the middle, Aldo. You and I love Hub. I love Hub because he's he's like nostalgic. He's like mm-hmm. he's the nostalgia of Bears to me. he's been no, covering.
1: I didn't Bears say I, him. Didn't love, I, did, I didn't love it, but I didn't respect life. him. I do respect no, him. He used to be on the Bears it, radio announce team. So I mean, for that alone, he's got my respect. I just I was like, God, if he's in my head, I'm thinking if he's like all in for Matt Nagy, he's gonna be like, Fields is bad, and he's not the kind of quarterback I want. So I'm like, I don't want to listen
5: to that. Right. He just he's just bit he's a bitter old man. He's bitter at the things that he probably could have and should have done in his life. You I just read his energy that way. He's just a bitter old man and he's ugly to boot. You know, just I feel sorry for him as a matter of fact. <laughs> uh,
0: well I know uh, that anytime Hub Arkish talks, uh Nomad is uh heart rate goes up. Uh, you, you probably know. are you probably are just saying shit like
1: Shut the fuck up. Oh, shut, the fuck uh-huh. up. Oh, shut the
5: fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Him, Dan Weirder, Adam Hogue, all them motherfuckers.
0: See, I respect those guys. I mean, it's just their opinion. It's uh, they. You may not agree with it, but th- these guys are there. They're getting information that we aren't getting, and I, I think that for the most part, they're solid journalists. I don't, I don't understand the vitriol toward, towards these guys.
5: Nah, I Go ahead, just, Nomad, debate. Me, I'm just carrying on, man. I I, I don't really dislike these. I don't know <laughs> these guys. You know, I've just sometimes you just you just sense people's energy. And it's just like, why are you always so negative all the time, motherfucker? God damn, have you been uh, optimistic about any fucking thing in your life ever? It's like mm-hmm. it's all negative energy, and I don't gravitate towards that. It just turns me off. I'm, I'm just that type of guy, you know. So that's I would just- love to see,
4: I would love to see a Hub R. Kush, um podcast after the after the Bears win the championship to go to the Super Bowl. That would that would be an interesting one because you're right. He's always. Because he's always kind of been that cautious side where he, he doesn't want to admit anything is great, you know, or any one thing is great. He's always looking for the, um, you know, he's always trying to find something wrong instead of looking at it when it's through the eyes of greatness. And I think that uh, it would be fun to watch him if hopefully the Bears win the Super Bowl soon. Because I, I would like to see a podcast of him, you know, after the championship win, see what he has to say about that team, you know. So, yeah. in the, so basically
5: he's in the daytime with a flashlight looking for something to be pessimistic. <laughs> <about>. <laughs> <laughs> right. Indeed. All right. Let me play some more
0: video from, uh, for you guys. Uh, this is from uh, the game uh, after the game. Uh, and uh, um, uh, st- uh, my man Braxton Jones was asked if he's going to be the starting tackle, the starting left tackle. So I love this response from this young man. I'm
3: nowhere to say I I don't make those decisions, but I'm here for the long run. Uh, I I love the position I'm in. I think I can, you know, this offseason is going to be great for me to to lock down that position for sure. Um, So it's definitely, um, you know, I can obviously play the biggest role into making that decision. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's not my decision, but I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I get that locked down for sure.
1: I've been critical of Braxton at times, but I want to point out the stat that we saw on Sunday that he was the only Bear on offense to literally play every snap throughout the entire duration of the mm-hmm. 2022 season. Considering he's a rookie, that is definitely something he should be given props for. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. He
0: was asked about that too, and he says, "Hey, if you're uh, if you're not suited up and ready to play, then you're not going to play," and words to that effect. The guy knows how important it is to be healthy. And what I don't want for Braxton Jones, Charles Leno was vilified in Chicago by fans who truly, they would see some fucked up plays by Charles and think that he was terrible. No, Charles showed up. Charles played hard. He had one bad season after the 2018 season, but Charles Leno for the most part was a better than average left tackle in the nfl when you consider the entire league if you're grading on a curve i'm not saying he's one of the all-time best no he probably would be somewhere towards the middle if you count the thousands and thousands of left tackles but when he was with the chicago bears if you were to compare him with other left tackles in the nfl he was a little bit better than average and i know people like tooch (laughs) <laughs> You're gonna be pissed off at me for saying that I, where were you guys on that? I don't want I don't want Braxton Jones to be vilified. I really fucking don't man the kid is working hard and he's gonna get better and if he has a the type of career that Charles Leno had in Chicago, I'll be fucking happy.
5: I, I'll tell you what I think is about to happen I think and, and I'm gonna tell you something Braxton Jones is a not only is he solid. He has his problems. He he has anchoring problems, and we can get into that a little bit later on or in some other show, but he is one, if if nothing else, he is resilient as shit. And they're going to bring another uh, left tackle in here of some, some way or another, whether it's uh, uh, Alex Leatherwood to challenge him, whether they sign a big-name free agent like I've been talking about, Andre Diller. He's going to bring somebody in but I can guarantee you this he knows he's he, he he probably can feel the the breath of somebody on his neck on the back of his neck and that motherfucker is going to battle it's going to be hell to take that job away from Braxton Jones but somebody's coming to try him I can promise you that you got to forecast you got to look at the the kid okay this is where he
0: started as a fifth round rookie who never faced top talent he gets thrown into this position And he starts off, you know, in preseason, he was playing really well, which is why he earned the starting job. And, you know, once he starts seeing guys go full bore and they're using that bull rush and they know that's his weakness. And Braxton Jones knows it, too. But the defenders, the defensive ends knows that Braxton Jones could be bull rushed. So they kept doing it as often as possible. And so they were picking on that weakness. I, I'll tell you this, when I went to training camp with Danny Shimon, our senior draft analyst here at the Bar Room, he told me, look at some of these players who were rookies last year and look at the, them now and look at the transformation of their bodies after a year of off-season conditioning with a professional football team. And it was true. All of a sudden you guys saw guys who weren't as strong and then boom. And that's what we're going to see out of Braxton Jones. Because I really believe in his dedication to being one of the best, and he's going to come back next season handling that bull rush, and he's going to be a dynamite left tackle. What do you guys think?
1: I got a couple. I got a couple of things about this, and I'm going to ask. I want to tee you all up too. I think, in my opinion, the offensive line and defensive line are the two things we have to be- rebuild this off season, okay. and possibly the offensive line is the most important part. You could think you could put in paper, and I say paper, not ink because he's hurt a lot, Tevin Jenkins is maybe your right guard. okay. Mm -hmm. And if you say Braxton is the left tackle, or at the very least, a tackle, I still think you need three more offensive linemen, new people brought in, whether that's with free agency or the draft. So that leads me to my question. Do you all think, A, Lucas Patrick is gone, like just going to get released? And do you agree with my analysis that you need to sign a center, a, a left guard, and one tackle to be three new starters on this line come next September. Go ahead, Dan. Other Dan. <laughs> Just jump in, guys. I,
4: mean, they, I think Patrick's probably going to get caught. No, they definitely have to um, – I agree with you, both of you guys. The, the, the offensive line and the defensive line have got to be the main thing that they're going to target in this offseason. They have to build those because we all know it starts in the trenches, right? So to, to your points about Braxton Jones, starting all 16 games as a rookie – And he does need to put on some lower body strength and some lower body weight, but his, his upper body control, even with having lower body, you know, issues like that is really impressive. That's why he started 16 games. So yes, they're definitely going to bring someone in to compete with him at left tackle, I believe, but uh, the right tackle is another, can they move Braxton to right tackle? I don't know. After playing an entire season of left tackle in the NFL, would he be, could he could he move him there and go sign a big name left tackle or there isn't really they can,
0: they can move him wherever. Um, I so don't anticipate. I don't anticipate them moving them him from left tackle unless they kind of stumble upon a guy who is better. You know, it, yeah, like they right. have said all season, they're going to pick the best five. I, but I don't right. think it's high on their priority list to look for a left tackle. I think higher on their their priority is to find that big ass right tackle like Dan Aguirre is talking. By the way, Dan Aguirre doesn't have a big ass for a man who is 6'6", uh, 270 pounds
1: or whatever the fuck you are. I just have a giant cock. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's average. It's, I'm bringing the medium cock energy right now. Medium cock
0: energy. <laughs> uh, I don't know, no man. What do you think about what the Aguirre was saying regarding the offensive line and do you think those three positions are what should be targeted. Go ahead, other uh, the yeah. other Dan, you got a point.
4: Yeah, I just want to add something here. His contract, Lucas Patrick, was for two years.
0: Yeah, he's he's on and, board for another year. Yeah,
4: how much is so the money? How
0: how much is next, he paying
4: next year? Uh, next year he'll make three point eight million. And That's let's see. you
0: you can cut a guy like that, but I you know Greg Gabriel keeps preaching. You guys are not giving him a chance at center at Green Bay. He played center in twenty twenty one. And he was excellent, so we'll see. Uh, he's, he, they're not going to cut. They're not going to cut him before camp. He's got to come to camp and prove that he doesn't deserve to be on the team. But all I right. think we can all agree that the Bears should draft a center. If a lot of these underclassmen center, centers come out, it's going to be a draft rich with centers. But if it's just seniors, then there's only going to be two or three centers that you can essentially count on them to start in 2023. No, matter what What do you think, brother?
5: Number one, I don't, I don't think uh, Lucas Patrick got a fair shake. Well, from the fan base, anyway, at at his, at his center spot that he was brought over here to play, he ended up being in a situation where he got injured. Next thing you know, he's bouncing from guard to guard, and he doesn't play that well at those two positions. He's a center, and um, he didn't play very much of it, and you only got a small sample size of it. So, to me, I believe you 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 roll with him. Center is a, a very nuanced position. It's a, it's, a, it's a connection position. You have to have a connection with the quarterback. You have to have a connection with the rest of your offensive linemen. You have to be smart. You have to be able to spot things that you see on the defensive front and things that are happening in front of you. It's not just, hey, we need to get another guy and we put another guy. No, it's not that simple. I wouldn't, with the second-year quarterback, third-year quarterback, go with a rookie center at all. I would if, if you're talking about drafting one, we do have Kramer sitting and he's probably learning. But I'm I'm cool with Lucas Patrick and developing some other guys. However, on the yeah. other part, the rest of the line, I think we have we had a reveal in Jatari Carter at right guard. I do think mm-hmm. he I know he can play left guard as well because I have seen him do that well at the senior bowl. It's just a matter of where you decide you want him to land. I think you have insurance at a guard position with Jatari Carter. Aldo is right. I think we do have a problem at right tackle unless you decide you want to kick Tevin Jenkins out there. And I don't think you do that because of what you just found out about him at right guard. You don't mess with that if it went that well, but you need to get somebody to back him up for insurance. We don't know how, his health is going to look long-term, so you, you got to have somebody there just in case that doesn't go right. Cody Whitehair, I think you can probably stick a fork in him. He just costs too much money. I think they're going to go with younger guys. Um, left tackle definitely brings some uh, some some qualified competition in for Braxton Jones, and let's see who rises to the top on that. That's what I think the Bears ought to be doing.
0: I do agree with uh, Renewable. It uh, looks like Jet Tyree, and I'm, I'm going to struggle with that name for a while. Uh, Carter looks like he's got some nasty. So I want to go back and take a closer look at his play Sunday. Um, from our vantage point, we weren't able, Dan Aguirre and I weren't able to focus a lot on offensive line play. But, you know, it is it is a tricky situation. There are so many needs on this team. And I see, you know, and I hear you guys talking about Cody Whitehair, and he may be, you know, gone. You know, I, I don't I wouldn't be too quick to say that because there's just so many needs on this team, and they could save some money, but you'd have to replace replace the guy. So I wonder if you maybe move the left guard position a little lower on your priority list of acquisitions this season. And If you stumble upon a guy that you feel in your heart is better than Cody White here at left guard, then you pull the trigger. But I wouldn't put that above some of the other offensive line positions over trying to find a number one wide receiver or at least a wide receiver who would be a good complement to Mooney and Claypool. Uh, Another tight end to team up with Cole Komet so that we can have two tight ends at the ready, ready to go. A number one running back, whether that's David Montgomery or somebody else, any position on the defensive line. We don't have really a starter on the defensive line. You need some depth at at linebacker, which, again, I would put over the left guard position. You need some depth at the quarterback position, although that's arguable because some of these young guys have played well. But what's the deal with Eddie Jackson? Are you bringing him back or should you pursue somebody else? So to me, there's just a lot of other needs, and so Whitehair might be uh, 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 the guy you bring back, and then work on other areas of the offense. Just line.
1: playing devil's advocate off of that, I've said this on the, the the show before, so it's not like oh, this is such a great point. But again, the 2016 team went out and got the year before with John Tate, Fred Miller, and Roberto Garza uh, from from free agency, and mm-hmm. teamed him up. You know, with Olin Cruz. So they rebuilt their line essentially within a season. And then by 06, they were in the Super Bowl. So right now, I think the line is something. Look, Cody has been here a long time. And he's been back and forth, ineffective, okay, effective. A lot of that's because he played guard. He played center. He played guard. He played center. And we thank him for his service. But, man, we're talking about Justin going to his third year we got to make him feel confident to where he can stand in the pocket, throw these passes, and not just take off running because he feels he's running for his life. The whole team, to me, up front is where this has got to be built. And if that means you go with Claypool and Mooney again as your top two, then so be it, in my opinion. you got to make Fields feel like he's fucking protected like the best condom that you've ever fucked with in your entire life.
5: Dan, Dan, is, Dan is dead on the money in that aspect of what the, the end part of what he just said you have to if you want to see the ascension from the quarterback that you expect and we do expect an ascension next year you have to you have to get that line qualified you have to get that line shored up i don't care if it's all veterans whatever the fuck you do but you have to give him the space and time that he needs to decipher what he's seeing on the field he didn't have that he had it in spots this year there was times when it was probably a couple, two or three games in a row where he had a solid offensive line and pass pro. But the rest of the year, it was just a bunch of shotgun holes all over the line, guys playing out of position. It's, it was just really to be evaluating the quarterback and talking about whether or not he's the guy or not is kind of unfair because you know it was just shoddy, man. And, and you can't have that with, with the guy that's ascending the way Justin Fields is. You got to get that shored up up front and on both sides of the ball. I can say that for for myself. You got to get both sides of the ball shored up in the trenches, man. But offensively, it's got to, some changes
4: have to happen. There's two more things I want to say about the offensive line, which is uh, Cody Way here is scheduled to make $10,150,000 next year. And his cap hit is thirteen million two hundred fifty thousand. So I think, to your point, Eldo, I think he's sticking around because not cut be, him.
0: Does it say there what the dead cap is? Uh,
1: dead, dead, cap, dead cap. Is, dead cap is four point one zero four million. Interesting. I, I think this is the year with the more you have the most cap space, and we just suffered through four and thirteen and losing twelve of the last thirteen games. You can't keep playing people just because of money. Oh, well, we, we, we don't want to cut him because it's a four. Fuck that. This is the year where you try to put solid pieces in play, in my opinion. So if that means you cut Cody, then so be it. You've got to improve that line. You can't come back with Braxton, Cody, and Jenkins, and then maybe you draft someone and sign one free agent. That's not going to improve the line that much because we know one thing. More than likely, Jenkins is going to be hurt, and Whitehair is definitely going to be hurt. So And then you're looking at playing the same people again that you played this year, and you've got to get a significant upgrade, in my estimation, to be as good as we hope that they're going to be next year.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with that. And and, let's talk about that more regarding Tevin Jenkins' injury and so forth, but I want to play one more Braxton Jones soundbite, and then we'll move on and talk about Tevin Jenkins because there is some legitimacy – in my mind, and not not to say everybody everybody thinks what you said was illegitimate, but there is some uh, what you said about the injury issue with Tevin is something that I'm concerned about too. But it could be just a freak type of situation. But let me go back to Braxton. He was asked about Are you going to be following what's going on with the Chicago Bears, Ryan Poles off season, and so forth? And again, it was another reason why I really like this guy. Listen to this response.
3: I'm going to do what I'm told. Um, you know, when I come into the building, I'm going to do everything I can, um, and I'm going to take people with me. I'm going to try and, uh, you know, lead by example and do everything right so it's, you know, I don't have to say much. And, you know, everybody can – I can be one of those guys that you never could never say anything but you could follow just because I do everything right. So um, I'm not really worried about all the things he's doing in the offseason. That's not my job. I'll let him do his job. So um, I'm just focused on making sure I can – be that piece in his in his organization to do my job and you know make it so he can you know go in a super bowl and first of all even get to the playoffs so have a winning season um in a few seasons so I, that's my job uh you know and that's what i want to do
5: jesus man i wish i was right. married to. Aldo. Aldo, can i translate that can i translate please, that? please do in other words i ain't giving up my shit without a knife like <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I need to do and then nice. this this is my this is my take on Bra- Braxton Jones. I seen the show for- earlier with Greg and he thinks he seems to think that he can turn around his bottom half strength in an off season. Mm-hmm. I've never personally seen that as a player somebody mm-hmm. be able to do that in an off season without some help at AE steroids and shit like that. And I don't see that in his character. Don't don't imagine that's going to happen with him. But he's oh, yeah. desperate to turn that around. He's going to fight for that spot, man. It's going to be hell for whoever, and they are going to bring somebody in there to challenge him. But he's not going out without a knife. I promise you that.
4: Indeed. Uh, thank you for translating that, Nomad. Because every time I watch him talk, I just get so mesmerized by how intelligent he speaks, and just he's a handsome dude, you know. And he and he's just he's so intelligent that you could just every word he says is just so well spoken he, he he critiques himself correctly he it's and then i forget what he was whatever the fuck he said because i was just like oh wow <laughs> so thank you we'll have to do that with more of those clips nomad i love it <laughs> um, all right Let's now
0: talk about Tevin Jenkins, and he was asked, where's your head at? You had, you know, another wild season. Where's your head at right now? I'm
2: kind of disappointed in myself a little bit because I wanted to finish the season with my brothers this year, and especially uh, missing how many games I did last year my back surgery, and coming back this year and getting injured again. I mean, it's not something I want to deal with, but um, I feel like uh, in a couple of weeks I'll get over it because I got to get back to work, and... Uh, start working for next year.
5: Whoa, 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 whoa. Aldo. Translation party, everybody, <laughs> everybody, before you have anything pessimistic to say about Tevin's injury stuff, please knock on some wood. Because I, I, I really believe in this guy, man. I really believe in this guy, and I, I want him to be healthy, man. That's I really right keep in <laughs> 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 It's scary. It's kind of scary.
0: I believe in in him too. It's I mean this guy is um, very similar, in my opinion, in play style to Kyle Long. Very very similar, and um, he might end up having a better career in Chicago than Kyle Long, or it could end up being similar to Kyle Long, where he you know Kyle Long's body just started to fall apart by after the second third season, slowly but surely. Kyle started to have injury
1: issues. Don't you agree, Aguirre? You, you, you he, remember. He, had a, he had a devastating injury in Tampa, where he got yeah, yeah he the got rolled up. Had to, he had to be carted, and he was never the same again. Wow. That was was that two thousand? It was either fifteen or sixteen. I think he had already resigned. He had a second contract with the Bears, right. and Tefen obviously is two years into his first deal. And let me say, I like him. I root for him. I felt like the Bears were fucking him around early in 2022, when it just seemed like they're trying to. They were saying all these rumors were coming out. They were going to trade him. He had a bad attitude. He was immature. Like, why did they single him out like that at the time? Maybe it was to just try to fire him up and give him some kind of headspace to say, "Hey, buddy, you, uh, you, you've got to play harder." But I don't think it was necessary to to use the channels of the media to do so. So I root for him. I don't want you to interpret me wrong. I'm not, I don't even want to call him injury prone per se. He's got bad luck thus far. My but I just word. think you, with, yeah, with, with, if you bring him back in Braxton Jones, just as a contingency plan, please sign three other linemen just in case this guy does go down. We need probably two veterans that are top notch and, and maybe another draft pick, in my estimation to make this line what we want it to be for Justin next year. And I will tee you all up as well. Based upon what uh, Ryan Pohl said today, do you still feel confident? Because as Aldo and I were saying Sunday night, my God, did they sit him out because they thought, well, okay, because he played so poorly in Detroit and I didn't draft him, maybe we're going to try to make a move here. I think Pole's quote was, he would have to be blown away to try to make another deal like that. But do you all feel confident that polls is looking at Justin now as his number one or is just playing coy?
5: I think it was a, I think it was a really shrewd move. I think it was the right words to use under the circumstances because you want to leave every piece of that you can on the chessboard. You want every angle to be accounted for. And that was that is what you want people to think think that you are not sure about your quarterback going into having this kind of position and power in a draft, you definitely would say
4: something like that. Definitely.
2: Yeah. You don't want to go
4: into this draft thinking you want everyone in this draft to think it's possible. You're going to take a quarterback because it's going to drive up the value of that first pick. If, if, if any other one team that wants a quarterback in this draft believes that the bears aren't sold on Justin it's, it's, it makes no, I understand that it's using,
1: valuable. I understand utilizing that as a tactic, but I'm asking you all to cut through the shit and say, what do you think his true intentions are? In your opinion,
5: Dan, don't don't be the fish in the pond that that swipes at the bubble gum. Wait till you get some real bait in the water. It's <laughs> bullshit, man. Trust me, man. <laughs> don't, don't, don't bite at the bubble gum on the hook man <laughs> Oh, no, you said swipe at the bubble gum <laughs>
0: that's right, what man. got me laughing <laughs> fish going by get the fuck out of my way <laughs> yeah,
1: he'll swipe it fuck <laughs> <up>. <laughs> so, again definitively you're saying he is going to stick with fields is that, is that what that means Ain't no, no here's
0: oh, I, I shouldn't speak for the Nomad but here's my feeling on this is he's doing what every leader in every organization should do hey, is there somebody better than the guy that I got? Then can I get that guy? All right, bring him in. And that's what he has to do. I think that he has evaluated all of these quarterbacks from the 2022 season and who are coming into the draft, and he is saying, no, there isn't anybody better than Justin, not with the potential that we have, not with the time, the coaching time, hours, days, months uh, that we've invested in him. And 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 I want to expedite winning. I think he truly believes. But if during the All-Star season, the uh, All-Star games that are coming up, during the uh, combine, you know, maybe he's persuaded otherwise. But I highly, highly doubt that he is going to move on from Justin Fields because he has seen enough, compared him to these other young guys, and he knows he's got a better player than uh, any of these guys that are coming in now. If you told me, hey, you know, uh, some team wants to trade a uh, a veteran quarterback, I don't know off the top of my head, some some guy who, n- not Jimmy Garoppolo, not any of those guys. The
1: Raiders traded you like the fifth pick and Derek Carr. I wouldn't want that, man. I wouldn't want it either. But if you, it would be, you well, they would
4: have to, It would have to be like first round picks for the next three years. After that.
2: Yeah, fuck. Time. Time. I'm not listen, guys. Listen, not. I, I
4: per last night's show, like kitty, kitty had to pop in and and point out that I get myself in trouble for for philosophizing, <laughs> for philosophizing, <laughs> pontificating, pontificating and shit, pontificating, yeah. philosophizing way too much, thinking about the just every angle of every everything, you know, ever anything that you know, fuck, if if we anything that we do, it, it's like a big. Deal, we always do a pros and cons list, you know, and it comes down to how many pros and cons and we decide from there. You know, it's, it's just, so my thinking is, I really don't to answer your question, Dan. I really don't fucking know because of my own pontificating mind. I go, well, what do they see inside the, the building that we don't see? Do they really, does he believe Justin Fields? The, the bottom line is, does he believe Justin Fields can become a pocket passer? Perhaps. And listen, don't shit on me. Okay. I, well, I'm I love Justin Fields. I, I, I love Justin Fields. I'm not shitting on him. Okay, I'm just I'm just trying to put the the, the narrative that, that's going on in reality here. We don't see what what's going on on, on the you know in the everyday life. What's going on at Soldier Field and the practices and everything else. It's possible, is what I'm saying, that maybe maybe this regime doesn't believe that he can be a pocket passer. That he can that he can actually pass the ball. Uh, consistently from the pocket because he, for whatever reason. And that's why they ended up like going to him as more of a running quarterback once they kind of got to this certain point in their realization of things. But this is not my opinion. I'm just saying, like, these are things I'm thinking about, I'm pontificating that maybe they're thinking. And so if they think that because they're seeing things inside that we're not, it's quite fucking possible that they're going to trade him while, it, while, it's, while the value is high and get a boatload of fucking picks for him and still keep the first pick and draft any one of the number of other quarterbacks that they find is the quarterback that they believe can you know, do whatever it is that they want to do in this offense. Not my opinion, just something to think about when wondering if this regime does believe in Justin Fields. I personally think they do, but that's just
1: another side to think about. Well, I get that. That's what we were saying on Sunday night. I, I referenced the point that John Elway came into Denver in his first objective because Tim Tebow was, for some reason, loved by the fan base after that uh, 2011 season. He was like, look, i got to find a way to dump this guy. His trade value is as high as it's ever going to be, and he's not any good. So I made that comparison the other day with, is that what uh, Ryan Poles is thinking right now with Justin Fields? But I
4: understand... Right. You again, can find I mean, out next he can find out next year they're fucked because the, the league knows he can't pass, and he just he just for whatever reason he's a good deep ball thrower, but he he doesn't he's not able to. Maybe he doesn't have the release, or maybe the, the you can't get the timing down to get the, the
1: intermediate and shorter passes out. The slants we keep we keep well, talking about. Let me rephrase right my there. question. I understand all these other things and everything everyone's saying is is valuable and 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 valid. I get it. All the ifs. Uh, to play a Nagy here. Let's talk about the why. but uh, I understand all the other variables, but what I'm asking is, based upon all of that other shit, do you think, I mean, again, it's it's January, but based upon what he said in the press conference today, do you think in September, whatever day the Bears week one is, barring injury, is number one, the starting quarterback? Yes. That's what I was trying to ask.
4: I was just pontificating, that's all i love it when you pontificate (laughs) i piss a lot of fucking people off when i do
5: did kitty tell you you a goddamn maniac
4: (laughs) she should have told you somebody's gotta get somebody's gotta put the idea in like
5: you know (laughs) let me tell you let me ask you guys something take away this season take away last season looked at him at ohio state right well, he had a pretty good offensive line. And would you say that this cat has some pretty damn listen? Good... I'm
4: telling you, wait,
5: I didn't interrupt you, man. I didn't do that. Cool out, Sorry. Skip Bayless. Hey. <laughs> did he have really good arm talent? Yes. yes. Fucking okay. What do you think that just went away? What do you think that just okay? The nuances of the game are, you know, most people want him to sit there and be a stiff fucking stick-in-the-mud fucking pocket quarterback that just goes through. Man, dude, that those days are over. Those days are over. This ain't fucking Tom Brady. This ain't right. fucking Aaron Rodgers. This ain't fucking Drew Brees. This is Justin fucking Fields. He's a different cat. And you have to act like that when you're dealing with him. He's not going to be the the guy that you expect him to be. He's going to be him. So quit trying I, I, to make him be. what not.
4: He's going he's to be I'm able not. to throw the ball better. I love him. I'm not trying to make him be. He's going to get not. better in I'm the short saying,
5: game and the quick game. He's
4: going to get better. Are these better. things that they might be you thinking
5: about? Hey, you don't think he hears all this stuff? You don't think he sees his own tape? And he's you don't gonna think work he, his ass off? He's evaluating himself. He is right. going to get better. This mm-hmm. all this stuff about oh what, what do you not do this. Is really getting old. Really
1: I is. think if you look at the 2022 season, if we zoom out, you know, and it's been a couple of weeks after the season, of course, we're just, you know, two days later. But then let's just say going into February, people could look at this season and say, man, the Bears had this, you know, 10-game losing streak. They lost, you know, 13 out of 14. And the David Montgomery was uh, not featured enough. And they didn't have a number one wide receiver. And the offensive line sucked. And Herbert was hurt for four weeks. And with all of that, and the defense being at its par- perhaps the, the lowest point other than the Mel Tucker years in the history of the franchise, with all this madness and ba- bad play calling, you look at the Buffalo game where they had two possessions at the 20-yard line of the opponent and didn't even throw one pass. All of this, rookie play calling, not, not, not effective. And still, Justin Fields from first year to second year was nearly 100% better than he was his rookie year. So despite all this trash play around him, he was able to, to get significantly better. He's not a finished product. We we all think – I think we know that if we're being objective. But despite all of this bad play and bad personnel and bad play calling and bad coaching, frankly, he still was able to show people he's balling and is the best player on the team. So to me, he's earned to be the starter in the third the, – the, his third season – And fuck it, man. The Texans need a quarterback. Everybody knows that. So to me, I wish the Bears would come out, put a fucking arm around the guy and say, this is our guy without question. But the Texans are drafting a quarterback, so you better trade with us because they're going to take your guy otherwise. But Justin's our guy. I want them to endorse him like I would my fucking ex-wife when I was married. (laughs) <laughs> although, although, can I can I can I speak so well said, mind? Dan. So you well just, said. Thank you me. just jump in here,
5: nomad. Let me let me speak for the subconscious mind. What, <laughs> this is what I believe. I believe most minds are conditioned to believe that a quarterback should look one way. They should have these traits about them. And these certain things about them need to be, you need to be effective standing there reading through four or five fucking six reads and a, fu- it, the defenses are extremely fast right now, extremely fast and extremely physical. You will get your fucking head taken off out there on that field. If you aren't able to maneuver around and get out of there, unless you have eight. And I mean, uh when I say an offensive line, you need to have an apex offensive line <laughs> in order to be a pocket quarterback in this league until and you have that. Is- you better be fucking glad you got Justin Fields that can maneuver around and get away from that kind of pressure that's coming at him. And so, you see
4: him constantly uh, looking. He, he's been going through his reads. We've been seeing that. That's been wonderful to see. Like he's been getting better and better and better going through his reads as the season went on. And then in the in the moments where, he, where the play doesn't completely break down, he actually has to run. He has been trying to just keep the, the, the play alive to try to find somebody open. Those are all like such positive things. You know, he doesn't want to be a thousand yard rusher again. He said it himself. So if, if he can, you know, another another year in this offense is you know, it that's the biggest part. It's only his first year. It's 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 his third offense in four years. So To Justin We see is a direct relation awesome to
5: the offensive line that he has. Mm-hmm. Well, and Zach said, and a
0: couple of other people have said, like uh, Mo Bierman said, so you're going to pay him $250 million before he proves he can pass. Well, that doesn't have to happen for another three seasons. You know, We don't have to promise him for another two seasons. We don't have to. No, no, they'll
1: have the fifth-year option on him too. Exactly. So three more years if so You're right. You're right. Three years. So
0: that's number one. Number two is we have seen proof of a quarterback going from second-year average or below average as a passer to a elite, close to elite passer. And and, and we have two examples of that. Jalen Hurts. Josh and Allen. Tua, well, Josh Allen, two, three examples. Tua Tonga Villaloa. What happened? You gave them weapons. You gave them uh, um, digs over in Buffalo. You gave uh, Brown over in Philadelphia. You know, you got to provide these quarterbacks with weapons, protection and weapons. And so for all of us who and I I have been in that group I've been frustrated with Justin's lack of progression in the past game. I wanted to go up, but I got to keep reminding myself he doesn't have the weapons of a Jalen Hurts. He doesn't have the weapons of a Tua, of a Josh, and other there are other examples I'm sure. So guys, we need to pump the brakes a little bit and we still have time to make that decision on whether to pay him two hundred and fifty, and I think it's going to be more. Actually, it's probably going to be three hundred and fifty million dollars. Uh, so it, it can happen. I'm not guaranteeing it. I'm no fucking way am I guaranteeing it? But it can
4: happen. I really do believe in this young man. It looks like it's going to happen with the tra- trajectory that he's on. It really does. Mm-hmm. Least, now, last, I, I night, could- last night, Nomad asked like. He said something like, "He's the best quarterback." The, the what'd you say, no, man? He's the. Is he a badass? Is he the most badass quarterback we've had?
2: Yeah.
5: All you gotta do is close your eyes and ask yourself this one question: Is he a bad motherfucker? Yes or no?
2: Yeah. That's, that's end of the nice.
5: conversation. To bring this
1: yep. show well, full circle, thus far from the start of tonight to where we are now, the the second component of that is keeping him healthy. Because that's the only other thing, in my opinion, that could stop him from getting that mega contract in, in three years. So, with that said, you gotta protect him. You gotta sign offensive linemen. And I'm talking about now. You can't just half-ass this. we've said so many times when Cutler came over, they didn't protect him. They didn't get him wide receivers. And then when he got Alshon and, and Brandon Marshall, Martellus, they didn't. You know, the defense wasn't any good. So, But you got to protect him now. Jay took so much shit early on getting his head kicked in. We don't want Fields to take those kind of shots any more than he already has.
5: Knocking on wood for you, Dan.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly, man.
0: (laughs) Oops. I think we lost Nomad. No, Nomad had to go take a piss, so I I took him (laughs) him off camera. I don't want to see his dick (laughs) at whatever cost. And, by the way, there's – a member of the family here who we haven't heard from at all, and it's time to bring him in. He is, of course, Johnny Santucci, and he's going to present his bare state of affair. But first of all, John, how are you, man? I know you've been sick, the wife is out of town, yeah, kids, you got a lot of projects going on at work. So, how are you doing, man? I worry about you.
6: Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Tuch, you know. what, what did Tuch, what did you think about what we were saying based upon where? the GM speaking today, Mr. Poles, do you think, based upon what you know now from what they said, do you believe that they believe in Fields and he's going to be our guy in September?
6: You know, at first glance, I would say yes. And reading between the lines, I'd have to say yes, too, because uh, I think Fields showed enough, you know, uh, raw material in the first year of a an offense that is uh, – Reportedly, and by all accounts, very difficult to learn and playing behind a Swiss cheese offensive line running for his life. Uh, there's enough there for me. Uh, there should be enough there for Ryan Poles. I hope so. I hope yeah. so
1: too. Yeah, although, uh, this guy will make you... the Pro Bowl five times if we trade him. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. <laughs> Two. Yep. One of the things I've been waiting for most of all today is to hear your Bears' state of the of
6: affairs. Why don't yeah. you roll your open and the stage is yours, brother. All right, I gotta find it first, although. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck uh, you been doing backstage? <laughs> I know. Well, I recorded a I recorded a message. I know you're gonna be taking some. He's time like Thurman
1: off. Thomas in the Super Bowl that year when it was first down, and Thurman's like, "Where's my helmet?" <laughs>
6: remember that yes. <laughs> I, I recorded a, a, a little message for aldo since you're going to be you know taking some time off i thought i might roll that a little oh, bit nice Is absolutely that okay? All
7: right.
5: lean on me when you're not strong and i'll be your friend i'll help you Well thank you. Lean on me.
6: Stop.
0: <laughs> thank you for violating all of our copyright laws.
6: And uh <laughs> You didn't know I, I had a, 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 a such a strong singing voice. I,
0: I right. didn't. And by the way, your your head looked like it was disjointed from the rest of your body. What was going on there? <laughs> <laughs> didn't yeah. it guys?
5: I knew Dude you know, was one of Jane Brown's kids. I knew it.
0: <laughs> That's not James Brown <laughs> no,
6: man, yeah, I, You disappointed me
5: He still wanted to bring down man. kids That motherfucker got kids everywhere
6: Even in Iowa I'm here for you all though I just wanted to let you know
0: Well I appreciate you in so many different ways uh, Let's get on to your bare state of affairs all right. because I'm going to play Should I play some music under it or, or, uh, hmm. or not It's up to you Your call all right,
6: well, let me play some music. Go ahead and start. Yeah. Start it. Right. 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 The bear. I love the bear. Is, uh, are, are we getting any, am I getting the video lag or is it okay? You do. But, it, but it, well, good. No, all right,
0: you go. really know how to fuck up a heart on. That <laughs> <just> like, come on, <laughs> do your
6: thing. For whatever? me, for me, I'm a little laggy. Okay, all right. bear state of affairs, and there was no shortage of material as I told Aldo. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of material this week. Alright. week 17 penultimate takedown. Week 18, Lovey does us a solid. Oh, look at, look at that! <laughs> Thank you, Lovey. I just, I, yes. that, has, that has to go out there. Thank you, Lovey. All right, what's happening, Barfies? Well, Bears season finale ended with the first preseason game of next season. As <laughs> Bears fans were treated to a cast of players no one heard of who were trying out for jobs with the Bears or any of the other thirty-one NFL teams. Pick one; it doesn't matter. Everyone is trying to get this season in the smarmy Sports Illustrated three and fourteen prediction of the season. Yes. The Bears lost 29-13 to the playoff-bound Vikings in the season finale. But look on the bright side. The Packers were eliminated, and so were the Lions. (laughs) And though the Bears will be the NFL's worst team for a year, that also comes with the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. And it's all thanks to former Bears head coach, Lovey Smith. Yes, Coach Lovey did us a solid. It turns out you could take the coach out of the Bears, but you can't take the bear out of the coach. Thanks, Coach Smith, for not forgetting us long-suffering Bears fans. Salute! All right, Coach Smith defiantly guided the Texans to a 32-31 win over the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I got props tonight. <laughs> and I can't help but wonder if at the, at some point in that game, Coach Lovey was told to maybe not win that game. And possibly he was also told that maybe this would be his last game as head coach of the Texans. And further, maybe going for two on the last play, play of the game to seal the victory was Coach Smith's middle finger wave goodbye. Whatever the story was, the Texans will finish one spot better than the Bears and have the number two overall pick in the draft. If the Texans want a shiny new quarterback, you guessed it, they'll have to call the Bears now. And never mind the merciful end to the nearly season-long 10-game losing streak at the hand of the playoff-bound Vikings because the Bears made the decision to sit Justin Fields, preventing him from notching another NFL record. Lamar Jackson can breathe a sigh of relief, the all-time record for most rushing yards. By a quarterback, will have to wait until next season. Reportedly, Bears use their exit interviews to air their grievances about the tank. That's a lot like Bears Festivus. It isn't easy to accept so much losing but the cold reality may be that tanking is a necessary means to a winning end in the NFL. Just ask the Lions, right, Don Burr? (laughs) Last Sunday's loss to the Vikings in front of a disappointed home crowd, including the barkeeper and Bears fan Dan, who paid handsomely to watch Nathan Peterman at quarterback, and then probably felt the Soldier Field ground rising up to meet them as the team laid down on the turf and tanked for the number one overall pick. And like I said last week, the Bears can pretty much control the entire flow of the draft with that number 1 overall pick. It's a shame the Bears don't have their top pick in the second round too, having traded that pick to the Steelers for one and a half seasons of Chase Claypool. It's not likely that anyone is going to convince me that getting Claypool for the 32nd pick in the draft was somehow a win for the Bears, unless he suddenly turns into DK Metcalf. Claypool's a free agent after the 2023 season. That top second rounder could have easily become a comparable wide receiver under team control on the cheap for four years. The Bears could have started off day two of the draft fielding offers for that pick. All taken with all, the Steelers drafted Chase Claypool with a mid second round pick, got a decent rookie season followed by a year and a half of disappointment, and then flipped him for what's essentially a late first round pick. Hello, 911? Bears fan Dan, I'd like to report a robbery. (laughs) Claypool also isn't so good that the Bears can ignore wide receiver this offseason. And they'll still likely have to draft a wide receiver in this next draft. Oy vey. Holes, you've got a lot of work to do. When you've been a Chicago Bears fan for 50 to 60 years, like the barkeeper and Tooch, there's always more holes to fill than there are draft picks or quality free agents. It's no wonder old-time Bears fans consider McCaskey synonymous with incompetence. But we do have one thing we haven't had since 1947, the number one overall pick. And though the barkeeper probably wasn't alive in 1947, probably, even he knows that the Bears got to turn that number one pick to their best advantage. I mean, it's time to get medieval on these other teams it's time to find a trade partner who will love the Bears as much as Chris Collinsworth loves Aaron Rodgers. So, like Nomad dialing 1-800-BIG-BUTT, all you quarterback-needy teams better start putting together some offers and get on the phone to Ryan Poles. The number? 1-800-TRADE-UP. And that is Bears State of Affairs!
4: Yeah, baby! This guy came right, man. (laughs) I think we should all uh, together with you and all go, when you go... And that is bears, all of us should go, state of affairs together. That'd be fucking fun. Yeah, I got
0: an even better <laughs> offer. Uh, Hairbear, who is uh, in the music business, has a, a studio at home. He says, uh, come over to the studio. He will put that 1940s newscaster voice yeah. uh, uh, oh, application wow. on you and stuff. Yeah. Nice. So, uh Get, get in touch with uh Hair Bear and uh, let's bring up the production value. <laughs> <on this show. laughs> I'm sorry, Nomad, I interrupted you.
5: No, 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 you didn't no, interrupt.
0: Nomad went to
4: that 1 800 big butt.
5: Don't get me started, don't get me started.
4: <laughs> what is Man, it? I, 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 t- I tried to put this in private chat for Nomad to say because it would sound so much better from his voice, but. Tooch, I just think that you don't. I think I just think that you built like Claypool because his dick is bigger than yours.
6: <laughs> I didn't say I didn't like him, I just said he's not worth, not
5: worth
4: uh, Mr. Not worth what we Mr. Mr. Tooch Jeremy wait. over here, the porn star. Wait, wait,
5: wait. Let's let's <laughs> let's let's,
4: let's struggle. Let's
5: struggle like a- with let me struggle with Tooch a little bit, just a little yeah. bit.
4: Too, I'm gonna sit back and watch this.
5: The guy came somewhere around mid season, right? Somewhere in that yep. neighborhood, right? His
4: first wait, game is no Week man, 9. No man, no man. Week nine. it has to go it has to go back farther than that, right? Because it tooch
6: obviously didn't like him before that. I mean, I'm gonna moderate the field line. He doesn't have much to do with Claypool himself as a player or anything. It just he's just not worth what we paid, where we could control the draft on the day two, also. And, not worth it.
5: And you've seen enough of him to know that.
6: I don't I don't it nobody nobody's worth it, really, in my opinion, with all the holes that the Bears need to fill. And all of the uh, control we have with the with the, uh first pick on day one and day two, you know, we could command a lot and get a lot of players. And I mean
3: I'm willing
6: I'm willing I'm willing to this. wager that, that Claypool's uh, a good number two receiver, not a number let, one
5: receiver. Let me let me say this. With with knowing that the uh free agent market at wide receiver is Yeah. Not as the best good guy out there you, is
6: DJ Chark. There's nobody,
5: right? Right, so There's so nobody,
6: I agree. What
5: would, would you say? Let's just imagine Chase Claypool is in the 2023 draft and you see that tape. And Have you seen this tape? You still haven't looked at that tape, have you? Have you seen his college oh, tape?
6: I, I don't care about his college tape. <laughs> I I'm, I'm I, telling he, you, to. I'm telling. He would I'm have to be Marvin to. Harrison Jr. to for me to spend a high draft pick on him like that. That,
5: that dude is a unique athlete, and he's a unique receiver.
6: So was Kevin is, White. He's
5: unique. He is unique in so many different ways. You don't you don't find guys that big and that fast and yeah. the ability yeah, to do, be able to go up. There's and one on the call. Seahawks. Okay.
4: Damn, so what, wait, what I'm trying so to say, is, So if he has 15 yards, and 12 move, touchdowns
6: next year, yeah, this then, is be then I'll be happy to come back and say, okay, it was worth it. But up until now, he hasn't done anything to justify that pick. We, All right. I got to interrupt and on the that. Control that it, the control that it offers. Just to of the play down.
1: devil's advocate to both positions for Pro Tooch, Dan Hampton called Chase Claypool Chase Cesspool Sunday because <laughs> he thought he was such a bad trade. But to, to For Nomad's point of view, I would say the Bears underutilized him, didn't feature him. We don't really know what we have, and the same could be said for Harry as well. They just didn't fucking try anything or use him. They're probably going to let Harry walk now. I think Harry's a good fourth or fifth wide receiver, and he's probably just going to move on because the Bears didn't do anything with him. Like Again, point the Buffalo thing I said earlier, two possessions— in the red zone, back to back against the Bills, they don't even attempt one pass in the end zone. The fuck is Getzey doing? You know, yeah. the, the report.
6: Uh, I Thank mean, I, I agree. The report card is is incomplete on Claypool. They they would, they would <laughs> I, just, I, love, I love I love just how <laughs> matter
4: of factly you say this about Claypool. You just you're like, uh, no, I just
6: I just uh, it, it wouldn't have been, been like, the move I would make. Have, as there is no fucking change in your mind on this. <laughs> No, I, there is there is if he plays like DK Metcalf next year I'll
1: be happy to come on and say it was worth the pick. But up the I zone, think most, cool. people, oh,
4: wait, most people most people will
1: see. agree with Tooch thus far. Most quote-unquote experts are on his side of that trade to be honest with you.
6: Yeah, it was it so. was a high pick. He's just not read right. this. I, mean, I I don't I think he was he's worth the third round pick. Uh, at, the um, t- at the time though I mean, it, wasn't, I
4: mean, when, a pick, it GM, wasn't a high pick.
6: when She's you're played, playing GM when you're playing GM in a rebuild, we need all the picks we can get. Now look where look what the pick we gave up uh, we gave to the Steelers. It could have allowed us to control day two, to- a whole lot more phone calls.
5: Toots, let me tell you that the the butt naked truth about Chase Claypool. He is uh he's a a stud fucking receiver that was in a in a receiving group in Pittsburgh that had pretty much a stud and a bunch of you know Michael Jackson and a bunch of Tito Jackins. Jackson and Randy's and you, that's what you want.
4: You, His you best want a, year was receiver last one last best year.
5: You want a receiver one and you want a bunch of other guys, right? That's that's what you would look for. He I, was I would, an odd man out in Pittsburgh. So therefore they were able to get a second pretty much what they paid for to get him. They were able to get that in return. We have a stud fucking receiver that can be a wide receiver one if we utilize him. He came into a situation halfway through a year in a new offense with a yeah. New quarterback. He wasn't going
6: to do anything. He, he was he was dropped into a bad situation. I guess yes yes
5: yes. So I, I think it. it's just it's just early to be to be so reactive towards what he's put on the table and what he's not. I think the uh, the jury is out on it. And I before think- we like continue,
0: a before we continue this uh, discussion, let's listen to uh, Chase. Uh, or excuse me. Uh, Ryan Poles said about Chase Claypool at today's press conference. He basically said, when you make trades in the middle of a season, it's not like baseball. where you trade for a baseball player, you can plug and play him into the lineup. Yeah. This is Ryan
2: Poles. There's an entire offseason and half of a season of installs and all the things that you need to do collectively to play and, and execute offensive play. Um, on top of that, it was a little bit choppy with some of, Justin getting dinged up. Um, he got dinged up. Uh, so it was a little bit choppy of a start. I don't. I told Chase, and we had a really good conversation. I'm not blinking at that one at all. I think he's going to help us moving forward, and I'm excited about it.
5: Eggs, fucking exactly.
2: Yeah, you
6: know. He might. He what if? What, yeah, he might. Let me. Let me I'm not saying me, he's good or bad. I'm just saying he's not worth the price we paid for him at this point in time. And I would rather have the top pick on day two so I could field more offers, possibly draft two wide receivers that I could control for. Two and a half more years longer than the control of Chase Claypool and not have to offer him a giant contract a year and a half. But Did at trade the a time, fourth or a fifth rounder for Hopkins, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, I, I you think can he's have gonna a, probably you get more. Right? Andre Hopkins for a lot less.
0: I, I don't know about that. I think, you know, remember what Paul said at the time of the trade. He said, I took a look at free agency, there ain't shit. No. There ain't shit. Yeah, there's nothing. And, I agree. And because he's got his eyes set on improving the offensive and defensive lines, he knew he wasn't going to be able to dedicate a wide receiver, a, a draft pick, a uh, day one or day two draft pick on a wide receiver. And so your odds of finding a true stud wide receiver. So given that and you weigh all that, I think it was a good trade. I would have done it. I, I, w- I fucking would have done it. I would have preferred to send two threes as opposed to uh, that high of a, of a number yeah, two. And that's all I'm saying.
6: That's all I'm saying. It wants, wasn't worth the price. Anybody want to take on, Tuchin? I, I think you could have gotten them for less.
1: I'll say that I like the trade at the time, and I like the trade now, but I do agree with – They were you. in it at the time. Well, I agree with Tuchin in, in the sense that Good Claypool point. has a lot to prove, Moving forward to justify the trade, uh, and if, if this, if the what we saw on tape in in this season is the same guy we get next year, and again, I say a lot of that's to do with the coaching and the play calling and such, and the offensive line. But if he is the same type of receiver that's barely featured moving forward, then it was a bad trade. But I, as of right now, I like the trade when it happened, and I still like the trade. But there's a big off season, and he's got to deliver it in in the fall.
4: When it happened that they were in the hunt, and I, I believe that polls thought we're we have a chance here that if we can add an, a receiver that's better than one of the ones that we have, we could possibly make a push to get to that point. And then when 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 they, but well, that was after they traded for Roquan, though. So maybe they weren't thinking that. No, no, no. They, they had Claypool and,
1: and Roquan for wait a minute. Claypool's first game was Week Nine. So you're right. Roquan was traded. After the Dallas game, because we were
4: all bitching that they didn't use the Ravens' uh, pick to trade him in. Can I guard. ask
5: Toots a question, right quick? And, and Toots, you tell me if I'm right or wrong. Um, you have a slight bent towards being critical of Ryan Poles, right?
6: I I, I would say I have a praise and and criticism for moves.
5: Okay. About 50 okay. 50, 50 So long. so 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 basically you don't really have that big of a problem with Claypool. You have a problem with the move, right?
6: I I mean, look. Like I said, I don't think the pri- I think the price was too high that we paid and and now here we are where like I said, we could control the day 2 of the draft and field more offers. Get diff- get more picks. You know? Uh we could draft two wide receivers Maybe me advance
1: the argument here, too. Let's just see what you think about this, then. Because yeah. right, we're going back and forth on it. If you're going to pay Claypool or Mooney moving forward, I would think yeah. in the long run Claypool's a better receiver than Mooney. And if I was going to give big money to one of them, I would choose Claypool even though we drafted Mooney. What do you all think about that? Because one of these no, guys is going to no get
5: paid. No question, Dan. No question. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's got way up, yeah, way I, bigger upside than Darnell Mooney. Yes. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
4: I, I, it's too early to tell on either player. So they traded for Claypool after 11 games, somewhere around that mark.
6: Mm-hmm. And because you say
1: we're Dolphins still in it, game, what, was our, what was our record? The Dolphins then? game was week nine. They, it was eight games. And then his yeah. first game was in the one we were at in Miami, or uh, in Chicago versus Miami.
4: Yeah, so at that point we were, what, three and five?
1: Three and five.
4: Yeah, so th- at that point, He's thinking if I can trade for him and use one of the picks I just – I just acquired a, a, a second-round pick. I can use one of those to trade him, trade for him, and he might add some value to this team moving forward for a push. Maybe we can get to the playoffs because they know what they have in Justin. I really like
0: what Zach says here. He says it's a brilliant move by Polls because this could be the 45th pick that we traded as opposed to the – for the 33rd pick. I mean, vice versa. So th- there are only like twelve different draft slots right now. There are only twelve different draft slots, and we acquired Chase Claypool, who is better than is, any is free totally wide receiver.
6: Why? Completely wrong. Why? Because the thirty-second pick could be the forty, the thirty-sixth, the forty-fifth, and a hundredth pick.
0: But that's what I sa- just said, John, uh, yeah. that yeah. right now, right now, it's the 33rd for yeah. the 45th. And so if it becomes the 46th or the 47th, which it won't because the Steelers suck. We know that. This is- it, it, so it, it, this is a good trade. You're just dropping 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, even 17 or 18 slots for Chase Claypool. This is a really
6: good no, You're, you're, you're not minutes. understanding what I'm saying. You're not understanding okay. what I'm saying because uh, the 32nd many- pick could be – the thirty-second pick could be the thirty-fifth pick, the forty-fifth pick, the 100th pick, you know, and on. It could be three picks. You would because trade you that
1: too, right? Yes.
5: Tooch, tooch. Look at it this way, um, and and I, you won't find me, you, Zach Sullivan. That's probably the first time in life we'll ever agree with any goddamn thing. But uh, <laughs> think about think about it this way, Tooch. Think about it this way, Tooch. It's the timing in which he did it. It's that's a move that could have been made.
6: And he did it to the Packers from getting him. And the Packers are, you know, they got issues too. No, no,
5: no. No. What I'm saying (laughs) is the timing in which he went and got that guy was at a time that he decided at some point that hey, I've seen enough of this this quarterback to know that we got a guy. And we need to hurry up and get somebody to build around him now whatever price that 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 might be we need to go ahead and do that now because this free agency group that's coming up ain't looking so good so i I appreciate the timing in which he did it
6: i am i'm I'm entitled to say that that claypool's grade in the nfl is incomplete can i say just look at his numbers he had one good year and he's had three mediocre years yeah, you but know, he, he had
0: Ben Roethlisberger, who had right. terrible years in
6: his. That's so fine. That's fair. fine. Okay, put him on. Uh, then he, at this point, he's got to prove it. I'm so. I'm you, you, Wait, hold it's on a, a second, second, guys. Right, I'd rather right, team. I have a so pick you, in a re- on a, so on a so team so that's you. rebuilding. I'd rather have. We're about to
5: turn this motherfucker too. into a piñata right now? Everyone,
4: shut the
6: fuck up. Hold on a second.
4: First off. I'm so used to being host of a show, I tried to click Foster Covers fucking uh his thing into the fucking screen. So if, if you could please pull that up. Which Foster Covers. If Claypool no, if Claypool was in this draft, where would he go? It's up yeah. fucking a few. Second comments,
0: round you know. where
6: he went where he went the first time.
0: So when you're saying pick
6: 32, 33, 34, 35. <laughs> Somewhere, maybe forty-fifth, fiftieth. I'd rather have I'd rather have three picks.
5: Tooch, um, are you are you stuck on a branch, man, and you just don't want to <laughs> let go? Or what is, what is no,
6: uh, look, y- y'all aren't understanding me because <laughs> no, I, I'm no. I'm fine with we have Chase Claypool. I wish him the best of luck. I wouldn't have paid the price for him because I could I could easily turn thirty two by fielding a bunch of calls before day two starts to turn that into see more your
4: point, Cooch.
6: And yeah, that's a good uh, not, we, we've got Chase Claypool. He's got to prove it. To me, he's not worth a second-round pick. When other receivers, other players of, of of decent caliber, the Bears or other teams seem to get for less, and the Bears so seem other, to always overpay. At the time, when they made that trade, you knew they weren't
4: going to get any better from him. So just you were like, um, that was a stupid trade because you did it in the middle of the season. What's he going to do for you moving forward, Right. And so now we're we sitting like I wouldn't have offered, right.
6: I wouldn't have paid a second round pick.
4: Right. I would have so tried no to get a third round is, pick. And if we didn't get a, him,
6: I'll take my chances with you to be two correct. or three r- wide receivers in the next draft or right. sign DJ Charco, whoever's the top couple, try and get DeAndre Hopkins for a fifth. Well, and nope, you're nope. correct. Time has proven. Uh, hold you on, be correct. Hey, me. hey,
8: hey, guys.
0: Guys, this know. is getting, this is getting old. World. This is getting old. They it got really old is. five minutes ago. So let's move on. <laughs> I got some good uh, audio uh, to play. Uh, Cole Komet, who is somebody that uh, my good friend Dan Aguirre, Used to sound like Johnny Santucci when he would talk about Cole Komet, but I think he's singing a different tune now. Let's listen to Komet mm-hmm. talk about his improved stats.
7: Yeah, I'm not, like, I don't really look at his numbers, more just how I'm looking on tape yeah. for me. Um, so when I look at it, just how's my execution technique, all those things, you know, um, you know, route nuances, all those things. So I, I thought I took a step up there, and, you know, like I said, I'm going to continue to grow in those areas in the offseason. What's going to be the key to the passing game, taking that next step? Yeah, I think just everyone getting together and, you know, when we come back in April and, you know, even before that, making sure, you know, guys we're getting with Justin, all those things and uh, just building that cohesion with the quarterback. You know, that timing and rhythm is huge. So um, he's got to build, we got to build that trust with him and, um, you know, he's got to have that trust in us. So that's just going to be big this offseason.
0: Let's remember this guy is not going to be a Travis Kelsey or, um, uh, or a Kittle. He, he's not that type of a tight end. He's a better blocker than any of those two tight ends, and he is capable of coming up with clutch catches, and he is ascending. You know, he is learning the route tree. He's getting better at blocking. This guy is an all round tight end. I'd love to see a complimentary tight end, a a little bit more athletic pass-catching tight end tuned up with with, uh, uh, Kometh. You guys have got to agree with me and with Ryan Post. He said it today at the press conference. Uh, he he cited Comet as one of the players yeah. who made
1: considerable improvement today. That was the point He's I was going to make, is that he he wasn't even asked about Cole specifically. The question was just talking about name an example of someone that played well or beyond your expectations, or I forget what it was, and he mentioned Komet. It wasn't like the question was about Cole. So that, to me, lets you know all – that we need to know from the GM's perspective on Cole. So considering Cole's in the last year of his contract starting next year, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he hasn't just earned an extension outright this offseason. And I, like you said before, the the audio there, the video, that's true. I did think he was a bust before, and I openly admit that I was wrong. And everything you said, he's he's had to block a lot, considering the offensive line has been so porous uh, in Ryan Griffin is so bad, I wish they'd move on from him, letting get someone else, like you said. But Comet has earned a new contract this offseason, in my opinion, an extension, and is done well.
4: And uh, one <laughs> more thing to, to that press conference is they, he, when he said that uh, about Colt Komet, he said he was trying to think of another player, and he was like, Uh, yeah, that's the player that comes to mind. So it was like immediately that was the guy that came to him. And he couldn't think of anybody else. <laughs> so it goes to show a lot about what the progress of Komet this season, for sure.
5: And and I think I'm a fan of Cole Komet and his ascension. I really think you could, if you could, you keep him on the team and you sign him. However, I think the smart move is to let him hit the wire and let him hit the free agent market I met and see who reaches out and grabs him. If you can afford to sign him and bring him back to your team, you should. He's a very good tight end. He does pretty much everything well, but he's not very versatile. How so? You can you can replace a Cole commit is what I believe. You, really? You can, With who? So. With who? I think, I think there's a lot of Cole Komets. No
0: no no no! Tell me who! Give me some Something names! Give me some and... names! Because that's bullshit. Everybody likes to say we can replace this player, replace that player, replace this player. Come on, give me some fucking names, some hard facts. With,
5: with a more versatile tight end.
0: Who? Who would give me names? Names? I haven't you studied tight ends yet. Then why are you saying that?
5: Because why? I believe I believe that. let What do you think? I don't, he I don't know what I'm talking about, but I believe that's, although, that's what I hear. Aldo, what do you think? Let's just let's just say he hit the free agent market. What do you think the dollar amount might be on Cole? Komet?
0: I don't know, but first of all, he's not a free agent this season, so we haven't uh, locked. You're gonna to the, you're gonna uh,
5: have to extend him at some point.
0: Yeah, but but that's not the case now. Right now, he's coming back next year. I'm not
5: saying let him go, cut him, or, or anything like that. I'm just saying, how much do you prioritize
1: paying a guy like Cole? Komet so, quickly, that's exactly my point. If I could just interject, Cole Komet, local kid, grew up a Bears fan. He's probably going to give you a quote-unquote hometown discount Ah, he wants to it, be Aldo. here. <laughs> what, what do you think, Aldo? Cole Komet Hold grew on, up, guy, he grew no, up I, a Bears fan. He wants to be here. He loves the Bears. I think he would yeah. sign in the offseason without trying to go straight you to would. the bank. I think he would. Yeah. We
4: all I mean, would if we, we were in this position. How
5: much is that guy going to cost, though?
0: I don't know but and I'm not I'm not saying that we should pay him 500 million dollars or make him the highest paid tight end what I am saying is pay that he has he's ascended we have seen a growth from year to year to year now next season at the end of the season we'll make a determination whether he's worth whatever he's asking but I'm really really happy with the way he's ascended and I hope I hope that he continues to ascend and that the Bears can lock him up for a contract because it's hard to find tight ends. Now, I hate to sound like a fucking idiot and say, hey, when I play fantasy football, I can never find good tight ends other than two or three. But that's what I'm going off of. Tight ends, pass, pass catching tight ends, guys that deliver results are hard to find. And we overlook what they do with the run game, with their blocking, with the pass game, with their blocking, and look at what—how much time Cole Komet has had to devote to chipping a defensive lineman because our offensive line stinks at the tackle positions.
5: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me before anybody says, let me clear this up. Okay. Do not get what I have to say misunderstood. With I don't want to see Cole Komet as a bear. Fucking right, I want to see him as a bear. I love what I see at, out of Cole Komet. I love everything about the guy. He's tough. He makes difficult catches. I mean, there's a lot to like about that dude. And he's been there and he's been here putting in the work. The thing I, my thing is, how much is he going to cost? And that's, I'm just thinking like that. That's not an indictment against well, I, Cole Komet. It's like just a, you... it's, hold on, hold on. Is this me? Imagining what it's going to look like down the road to pay him, there may be somebody out there that covets Cole Komet a lot more than our GM might, and might pay him a lot more money. And are you willing to go over the fucking balcony to fucking
4: pay but Cole that's, Komet? And that's, that's why I like I what Aldo what said. I like what Aldo said. Sign him after this. Just sign him now, because you'll get him if if you show if the Bears show the commitment to a hometown kid who grew up fucking loving the bears as much as every every one of us did if they offer him a contract before he's even like coming to look for a contract he's going to be like so stupefied by that he's going to be like whoa oh yeah i'll definitely take that and you'll get a hometown uh discount then so i agree he with you
5: he's not stupid man
4: he no he's not stupid but come on any one I've of us a, would do that i'm gonna side with, with aldo, aldo on this
6: one yeah, I, I think he'll you're with Dan. Now. You re-sign him now. Holes to fill without adding tight the
5: thing, Only thing you can do is what Dan is about to say. You you try to get
1: ahead of it and get him some money early. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You resign him in this offseason because you have the money anyway. And exactly. he's more he's more apt to taking a fair contract because he has one more year. It won't be lame duck if he gets it, and he knows if he gets hurt, like Tariq Cohen did, uh, that he'll have a contract and he wants to be here anyway. So I think he won't play hardball uh, and will t- accept an extension if you try to re-sign him now. He'll be flattered. He'd be like, uh, "Thank you." Yes. You call him an discount idiot, would man. come from that.
5: You calling him an idiot, man. Don't, don't call him an idiot.
0: <laughs> All right, this, is Komet, about, <laughs> this is Komet talking about this is talking about the upcoming
7: offseason. There's a lot of work we got to do in this offseason here. Um as players that's kind of what I'm speaking to and you know some so guys got like take this time off you know reflect on their season and then when it comes back to April like it's time to go and and get this thing right.
6: What do you think is here right now?
7: Well I think you got guys you know I mean the obvious guys that are gonna be here for the future I think guys are gonna work and you know I think I think we got some talented dudes it's just a matter of you know putting this work in getting that cohesion going Um, and you know this offseason is gonna be big for that so we got to really take a next step up Um, you know, we did some great things in the run game this year, but now we got to really pick this pass game up if you want to be, a, you know, a number one offense in this league.
4: If you don't think that this guy wants to fucking stay in Chicago and he would take a hometown discount to buy every one of his family members a house in Lake Forest and Will Met and shit, come on. The kid, if you, if you gave him a contract, just based off of that, give him a contract after this season. I guarantee you he would
1: take it. He would be flattered. And it would be a fair point for the Bears. I don't think the Bears would have to overpay. I think it would be a good on both sides. 100%. I
0: I love what Michael said. He said, Komet is a guy that can grow with Justin, you know, yes. and, and you want that continuity. And, again, I'm not saying that this guy is, you know, a, a premier tight end, but it just always seems to be that we bear fans say, well, let's bring this guy in. Let's bring in. Let's replace this guy. Let's re- let's do this. Let's do that. But give me names. Give me. Give me a plan that makes sense. Other than it's a desire of yours. I get that. It's a desire. But uh, unless you have hardcore proof, and tell me this is a guy that is going to be a free agent in this year, and he's going to you know demand this kind of money. Then that to me is where where we should
4: start the, the discussion. You know what I'm I saying? I've been bitching about Tyga and since Dicker, and then we had Olsen and traded him, and now
5: we hold have on, Komet. hold on. I can now, to my defense, I can go out there and find some guys that have some wiggle and some shake that can be. I I, I don't think, I, be honest with you, I don't think trading or letting go Cole Komet is a good idea. I think you keep him. I think you add a more versatile piece to Komet. Thank you. And, but if he is outbid it, I mean, if another team outbids you, how far are you willing to go over the edge to keep him? I think that's my main argument more than trying to get rid of Coco Met. It's just about adding another piece to that. that can I'm with give you. I'm with you. 100% exposure. there is all I'm saying. All right. I the I argument want...
4: is do it soon. So he'll do it and get the discount before his contract is up. And then you got him and you got him for less. I, I agree with my son. I mean look at
0: the <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker looks
4: like i he's my son.
0: <laughs>
4: I gotta, I'm wetter than you and you're Puerto Rican though. That's weird. <laughs>
0: we're gonna do a, like a one of those hereditary genetic testing things. I bet you were see that's not weird. I,
4: I should be wetter than you because you because you're Puerto Rican. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I said that wrong. Never mind. <laughs>
0: that's all right. All right. This is a topic that is really, really dear to my heart. And and that's why I gave the image of David Montgomery to no man today because I'm worried that when I heard these sound bites, uh, the interview with David Montgomery after the game on Sunday, that this is the last we'll hear of them, of him, because he's a free agent this year, a real true free agent and could maybe get some more money somewhere else. You know, Ryan Paul says he wants him back, but you never know. There's agents, there's money, there's, you know, got to take care of the family. All that is involved. Were these David Montgomery's Um rate.
8: the biggest thing is just being sure that I understand uh, you know that I gave everything that I had and every opportunity that I had it um, and also understanding though like it's more work to be done I want to play football I just want to play football I would love to be here
6: are you hopeful for that David?
8: are you hopeful that it can be worked out the state? of course
0: this is him talking about his time in Chicago
8: whoops the city and the fans are crazy, like, in a well, it's not playing for me. The city and the fans are crazy, like, in a great way. Um, I mean, as you know, we ain't been the hottest in the last four years. And uh, the fans and the support around this team and the way that they still show love, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's nothing like I've ever seen before. Um, but, you know, the fans and the city, you know, all the things that you can do, you know, and it's great. You know, it's, an, it's an incredible organization, so you know, it's it's amazing.
0: Mr. Shorty, I know you challenged Greg Gabriel today on the Gabriel Talks Football Show because Greg says he's often injured. And Mr. Shorty, the other Dan, the old D, correctly said, well, wait a minute, Greg Gabriel, you're quite uncorrect there. Go ahead.
4: Oh, Aldo, thank (laughs) you for pointing that out. I had kind of forgotten about that. But, yeah, he's only missed four or five games depending on (laughs) – like how uh, did he miss a game this season? I'm not sure if he missed a game this season, but he only missed a total of four game. Okay, so he missed five games in his entire career, and for a running back in in a four year span, that's that's.
1: It seems like he great. missed some in 20 and 21. I know he missed four in 21 because we were at the game. We got hurt against Detroit.
4: I
7: right. think he, he
1: missed, missed uh, three or four in 2020 as well, That seems. He,
4: he missed uh, three games in 21 and one game in 20. Okay. He, he was in every game in 19. So, I mean, the, 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 plus he's a, he's a fucking stellar blocker. He's got the heart. He's got the tenacity. He doesn't go down easy. He's everything that we love about Walter Payton. That's what we see in this kid. So I I, I want to almost make T-shirts to say re-sign Monty because – it, what else? What else are you going to do? Like you're going to you can get another running back in the draft for sure. But you better get one that's up, at least comparable to money. So I hope that we can come to some kind of deal with them. I sure hope that's not the last game we saw him play. I must, this
5: is the this is the uh, aspect of a of a Bears fan that I really, really appreciate. We do fall in love with our guys.
4: He the was the guy that, I scouted and they fucking finally drafted. And I was like, I can't believe they drafted the guy
5: that I wanted. The guys that, the guys that are here long enough and play for the team long enough, we really gravitate and, and latch on to Montgomery would be one. Cole Komet would be another. That Now, if I said that it would be okay to let go of David Montgomery, I wonder how much blowback I'd get for that. But that's what I truly believe. I think we yeah. can upgrade at that position as well. That's the honest God truth about what I see in this situation with David Montgomery. If we can keep him for a right, the right dollar amount, I don't think he should be your feature back is what I would say. I think you need if, if they're going to stick true to what they say they want to be, a fast, explosive team offensively, he doesn't fit that. He's not explosive at all.
4: If I may kind of react before anybody else speaks, uh, you know, the the combination was working fucking beautifully before Herbert got injured. So, you know, you kind of have to take a grain of salt with that when it was only DM in the game, you know, as, as, as our main back with no help. And so that's why I think he's someone that can easily be re-signed because, you know, maybe he's not... He's not the every down back. When you compliment him with someone like a Herbert, I think it works really well.
5: Uh, that, he's he's Remember not. If you want to make if you want to make an explosive fast team, <laughs> I'm here. To to if you want to if you want a running back, if you want a running <laughs> fucking
4: back, Brady bunch, like
5: <laughs> if you want to run back and take the take it the distance, and on any given play on a mesh read with Justin Fields, he's not your guy. I hate no the fuck that that I have to. But admit he's your fucking he's your a,
4: he's your blocking back and he's your wheel route back. I mean he's 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 your catching back. He's, gets he's a tough your reliable back. Short yards. Yeah, and he the fucking in the Patriots game it looked like he ran through a wormhole. Like he was down three yards behind the line of scrimmage, then he gained eight yards. So it was like an eleven yard gain out of nothing.
5: Hey, like my grandma used to always say, I hate I hate the. Uh, <laughs> I hate to rub the bad shit on you, but I don't come think on ragu. Come,
4: come on, Raghu, speak your mind.
6: But, I hate to the, lay the, the heavy shit
5: on you. I hate to I hate to lay the heavy shit on you, but he ain't gonna be here. You
6: don't but think the so situation? Often. The situation uh, with the Bears is that they can upgrade at every position on the fucking roster. You know, doesn't matter where, except maybe quarterback.
0: Well, you know, and and that's and the, the one point. position that they got solved. You you've got a really good point there too, because in the uh, in the NFL draft there are some really good quality running backs who will yeah. be available right. on day three First. of the draft. Yeah. day three, yep. so you can still get these high priority needs. At, at the offensive line, yeah. defensive line, and at wide receiver on day one and day two, and then to get your starting running back or a complementary back with with uh, Herbert in day three. So that's that's a a, a, a tough thing there.
4: You're not going to ask for a rookie running back to block like him, though. My point.
0: Great point. Great 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 point. Because that, that is David Montgomery's uh, strength, and I'll also yeah. I, I would also like to point out that. David Montgomery would have been more productive if he had been used differently. And I'm sure there are other NFL head coaches who are saying, you know what? This guy's an excellent pass catcher. You look at his stats, three targets, two receptions against the Lions, four targets, four receptions against the Buffalo for 38 yards, five targets, four receptions against Green Bay. Four targets, three receptions. So he's catching almost everything. And I can continue on. There's even better numbers earlier in the season. This guy can catch the ball, but he was not utilized in the past game yeah. in a way that I
1: thought would really benefit the team. I don't think he was utilized in the run game, especially in the four games that Herbert missed. It There were times, just I think every game, where Fields had more designed runs than the running backs. Mm-hmm. And like you said, uh, you know, the, the Herbert, isn't very good at picking up the blitz so i understand you know that that's going to limit him on passing downs but they could have used they could have used Montgomery in the screen game or in wheel routes out the, you know and get him on a linebacker they just didn't do that they didn't try and it mm-hmm. felt like most games he had like 10 11 12 carries that's you know i mean most running backs need the, more than that to establish a rhythm he's tough if you told me they resigned him i would be happy but if you told me that they're going to upgrade him, I would also understand that because he doesn't have breakaway speed, but he does have toughness. Mm-hmm.
4: Right, you need that speed back.
5: Sure. The point, the point, Aldo made. It gives me my only apprehension about about David Montgomery is how how much we use him, how well we use him in the passing game. That that part of him, he's a very fucking natural pass catcher. I mean, his hands are soft as a baby's ass, and yep. we didn't use it enough in Chicago. Is it enough to say, "Hey, are you?" Is that enough to say we need to keep David Montgomery and use him a little bit better? I don't know, man. I do think we can upgrade better than David Montgomery. He may go somewhere and tear it the fuck up, but I do think we can get more explosive as an offense with a better running back. I just do How
4: about it. we? How about we keep him? You know, we try come, to get. How come, come the
5: vitriol isn't as bad when I talk about David Montgomery than Cole Komet?
4: <laughs> how, how, how about we keep David Montgomery for like, a, try to get him for as little, as little as we can and then run a, uh, a T formation next year. Get a stretch of running well, back.
0: Well, you know, and that is, that is something I know you're kidding, but I it's, know that is something like, to keep no, in no. mind is that this is a running team. And so you want to, you know, a lot of uh, strategy, a lot of uh, ways of building a team and, and sustaining successes. What are we good at? Well, let's make it even stronger. And so maybe uh, uh, David Montgomery should be a part of that. But of course, it all comes down to the dollars, and and it's important to also note it's the guaranteed dollars. You know, if you're going to keep them for, if you're going to sign them for a one or two year year contract and tell them, hey, hundred percent guaranteed, I wouldn't be uh, upset with that. But if you're going to give them more than that, then all of a sudden that guaranteed dollars. Goes from 100% to 50, 40, 30%. Look at the contract Roquan Smith signed today. How much of it was guaranteed? Like about 40%? So that's, that's a key part of building this team. I wouldn't mind having David Montgomery back. Uh, although there are probably a lot better value options, but I don't want to underestimate what he does in the locker room, what he does with his teammates, and getting them to work. He's been a great addition to this franchise, and and I, I would love to have him back, but at the right price. And guys, I want I, because we've only got like less, less than a half hour left, and I want to talk about some of the other players. A big important topic for this season off season is. What can Valis Jones do? I mean, he had a terrible first half to the season, but he has proven to be reliable in terms of returns. Now, can he do anything in the offseason? And this is what he uh, said about the future with the Chicago Bears. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, We know that we can compete with anybody um, in this league, Um, especially when. I mean, you've seen all the close games and stuff. You know, we didn't finish off, and so – like I say, you know, use that fuel going into next season, you know, remembering this feeling, um, especially, you know, seeing these other teams that's about to go in the playoffs and play. Um, use that as fuel, you know, as you're training, you know, bettering yourself for the team. Man, the, when the guy talks, he, he reminds me of Braxton Jones, just smart, articulate, sees things well, and he's endured a really, really tough season. Tooch, tell me your thoughts about Valus Jones. Do you have any confidence that he can be a reliable gadget receiver or maybe even progress to a number one or number two receiver?
6: I don't see why not. I mean, look, he he's an older dude. He's mature, and you just saw it right there. I think he's like 25 mm-hmm. years old. So uh, it, it, the, the team is looking for players around that age, you know, that's that can grow, you know, uh, but I mean, he's got to work at his craft in the off season. It's up to him. In, in the great words of Greg,
4: Greg, Greg Gabriel, in the great words of Marv Levy, <laughs> let a rookie be a rookie. Yeah. And they let him be a rookie this year. And the, the, the drop catches, in fact, I've said this a million times and i'll say it on the bottom again that game that he dropped that deep ball in the cowboys game if he would have caught that ball there would have been like five minutes left in the half and if the bears scored they would have given the cowboys back the ball when they were like scoring at will and they probably would have scored again at with the way the game was going instead he dropped it and the Bears still scored and gave the cowboys the clock you know the, the ball back with like less than 50 seconds on the clock so it actually worked out in our favor, so I'm not going to shit on him because he's a rookie and and he's had his his fumbling issues. He's going to figure this shit out. He had a good game this last game. I, I can't wait to see what he's going to do moving forward in this offense. Now that he's got some of this confidence back, he's going to have an off season to work out and you know work on things and training camp, and it's going to be great. Sky's the limit for that kid. I I love that kid. What do you think, Dan?
1: All right, wow. I'm going to piss while you do that. Oh, well, I. I... <laughs> I'm going to disagree with what he just said, and I think if there's been any criticism of the show in my mind so far, there's been too much fucking arguing, But, and I don't want to do that. But
6: It only happened when I came on, though, Dan. is that what I, you're about to say?
1: I just don't see how <laughs> Valus Jones dropping that pass in Dallas was a positive thing in any estimation. I mean, you still had your stud linebacker, Roquan Smith, on the team right there, so maybe they get a stop or an interception. Roquan won the Texans game with the pick, so – like to me, Velas Jones dropping the pass in Irving or Arlington, Texas, is I, to say that was a positive. I, Jesus fucking Christ, my head almost blew off when he said that. I don't know how that's a positive. He lost single handedly lost two games that drops, and for him to be able to overcome that uh, and go out the other side with a big catch a couple weeks ago and then a touchdown, I'm happy for him because he needed something positive. You know, to to regain is his. That why, Aldo?
6: <laughs> yes, is that why? I think I was, <laughs> Absolutely. I, 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 I like to, to argue, Dan
0: through. Aguirre. What's going on with you? Maybe I, uh, maybe I was a little bit too. Uh... What
1: happened to Nomad?
0: Did we lose his picture? I'm right <laughs> <how about
5: you>? here.
1: <laughs> Nomad, well, I, the batteries I, in my I was field. trying to talk about Valus. I'm, I'm <laughs> I, mean, I didn't mean to bore anybody. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought go the question ahead. was about Ailis. But <laughs> go ahead. I mean, I'm glad that he had that touchdown Sunday, and I'm glad he caught a big pass. He needed something significantly positive to sort of mitigate what happened earlier in the season, but I still think what he needs to work on is not fumbling. Am I sold that he's not going to fumble returns next year? Fuck no, I'm not. Still worries me, and uh, I don't think he'll ever be a number one or two. I think he's the guy that is going to score on an end around or a flea flicker or some kind of – trick play but maybe a return specialist but he's got to stop dropping the ball there's so many times this year that even if he did return it it wasn't clean it looked like he almost fumbled
6: mm. is that right was
1: able to see the same shit i mean
6: i, I love <laughs> the optimism of foster he's like hey all those fumbles helped us get the first overall pick <laughs> no, <laughs> always look on the bright side although.
0: <laughs> no man what do you think about him
5: i never i never saw uh Vayles Jones as a as the guy that everybody wants him to be, and that is a uh, wide receiver one, wide, wide receiver two, and all that kind of stuff. I saw him as a piece and a weapon, and I think that's that was the thinking when they drafted him. And so you have to kind of look ahead and imagine that this next receiver that they're going to get, with him on one side, with with uh, that new receiver on one side, Claypool on the other. Uh, uh, what's his name, Mooney in the middle in the slot and Velas Jones ripping and running horizontally, really fucking up the defense, stretching that defense out is what I pictured when they drafted him. And I think that's what he's going to be. I won't make excuses for his mistakes and his fumbles and all that stuff that happened, and you can't take that back. However, he has rebounded and shown that he can rebuild his confidence. I think what we think of Velas right now is not the big picture for Velas moving forward in 2023. He's gonna he's gonna be a really big impact on this team and in this offense. It's just a matter of who they put around him and how they scheme up what they want to do with him. I don't think the book has been written on Velas Jones at all. Yeah. I think. We, we got a lot to look forward to with that guy. That's it's about like, the best I can say.
6: The, I love the, it. The book isn't written on Justin Fields. Shit, he had Matt fucking Nagy as his coach the first year. Fucked him up. And then he had to learn a fucking 1,100-page West Coast offense playbook with an offensive line that looks like Swiss cheese. And everyone here is saying he's got the worst stats in the world. Oh, Fields is a boss. Zach Sullivan and Amy and Bethany McDonald. It's like, come mm-hmm. on. If the Cowboys gave up on Troy Aikman after a 1 in 15 years, uh, they wouldn't have back-to-back Super Bowls. Let's give the kid a chance. This year was Fields' rookie year, by all accounts. I'm not counting the fucking
1: Nagy year as his rookie year. (laughs) Right. If Tooch was a woman, I'd put it in his ass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I gotta tell you one thing. Because... My man Dan Aguirre and I are uh, <laughs> after the game. My wife landed us some some nice hotel uh, uh, rooms over yeah, at uh, yeah. Hotel where we at. Hotel where we at. The Hyatt. Food. Yeah, the Hyatt uh, McCormick right. Place. So it was walking distance mm-hmm. to the to the stadium. Yeah. And uh, so we do our show from my room, and then Dan starts getting on the phone, and he's having all these conversations with so many hot women, and I'm like, yeah. dude. You didn't pack any pussy this time, but you certainly brought it with you. I mean, he's actually having these conversations, he's going from one conversation with one woman. Yeah, I'll do. It, I'll do you. I suck pussy like a lesbian. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. When I when I, as soon as I get off the plane, I'll go
1: over and check you out. I'm like i player, man. I think that's a bit of an exaggeration, but yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Just a little. There it is, man.
4: What are you like? Six foot five and a half. You know, you're hanging down to your knee.
5: <laughs> no, I, I just want to know. I just want to know. What's your
4: the, shoe size, Dan? <laughs> I just want to know
5: how, how you kiss a motherfucker on your first date, Dan. Uh the other day. How you kiss the motherfucker in the face? How you do that?
4: <laughs> Wait a second. I want to compare shoe sizes, Dan and Nomad. Go. Twelve. <laughs> okay, Nomad. Oh, Nomad. Can you beat that, bro? What are you like five
5: I just eight? Twelve, man.
0: Oh, you oh, said was it you. I, I thought it was uh, Dan. It
5: was Dan, us, you're a yeah. 14, so right? 12. You, oh, both of you
4: oh, Both of you motherfuckers guys. said 12 at the same time? That's pretty impressive, Damn. man. They so yeah. both have some fucking eight-inch cocks. Good for you guys.
5: Bad. <laughs> I've been <laughs> a size is, 12 since 12.
0: How big is my cock if I had wear a size four shoe?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I will say mine's, mine's 11 and a half, though. i am only six love, foot two. I,
0: <laughs> I love the expression on Tooch. He's like so serious right now. He's like, these guys are talking about cocks. Uh, I'm know. a 12, <laughs> too. Size
6: 12.
4: <laughs> really? we, we could share shoes. Of course you are, Tooch. We know. We've seen it. But, you know, it's like
6: your, your your feet swell as you get older. Grow. You know, it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why, uh, like old men have like giant noses, ears, and feet. Because the older yeah. they get, those are the three things that keep growing. Keep growing, know? yeah. Like, that's, That's like true, though, a, 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 a cosmic joke, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, the man, fifteen ninety nine. Send us a picture of those size fifteen shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Not the dick, though. Just the shoes. <laughs> yeah. no, yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, Foster says his cock is good. It's used regularly by his girl. Well, way to go,
6: Foster. Way
0: to go. Good for you,
6: Foster. Yeah. Man. Uh, need, uh, I got
0: one more. David Ruffin
6: drop there. <laughs> My girl. Yes.
0: I got one more. I Actually, I got a lot of sound to play, but one more that I really want to play because we haven't uh, discussed the defense at all. This is Jaquan uh, Brisker talking about uh, how tough was the year 2022?
8: I'll say very tough. You know, I want to everybody wants to win. You know, I want to be where I come from winning. So it's very tough, you know, losing 10 straight and, you know, you try to give everything that you have. You know, every single week, every single day, you know, you put in the time, the effort, um, you know, just caring about football, just loving the game of football. is very tough, you know, losing after all the hard work you put in. So, you know, it's definitely not um, a great thing, but it's definitely a lesson learned and something that will never probably happen while I'm here.
1: He's wearing a Def Leopard hoodie. Is that really true? It's a sure? Def Leopard. He's wearing a Def Leopard hoodie. I just didn't see Bristol. I noticed,
5: I noticed that. that. i, I seen it. Yeah.
0: Very cool. One more uh, from him. He talks about his goals for next season.
8: Probably just, you know, really just stay healthy, you know, during the time, you know, that I'm rising and making plays, making, you know, looking like a superstar, stay healthy, you know, with the thumb, with the concussion, you know, things like that. And then team wise, just really try to, you know, be a leader, um, be better, you know, a better leader, you know, try to bring this defense together a little bit more, um, just hopefully, you know, everybody just be more accountable, um, You know, doing their jobs, and you know, really just play all three phases. You know, really just try to you know finish out the season a little better than we did this year.
0: Anybody want to argue with me that this guy uh, is going to be a Pro Bowl? Because I think he's going
4: to be a great,
1: great. He's the best pick of the last last. Wait,
4: this kid, this kid turns my eleven and a half inch shoe into the Sears Tower. Let us say that.
0: (laughs) Well done. Well done. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, not only what he does on the field, because when he is on the field, you notice him. You know, it's like he's going to be one of those players where the quarterback from the opposing team is always going to be seeing where is Brisker? Where is Brisker? The running back is going to be noticing where he is because he, if he's. By the line of scrimmage, he is hoping and praying and wishing that the quarterback audible, audibles to a pass play or just doesn't give him the running the ball because Brisker is there and he hits hard. This guy's got some special skills and leadership skills, too. I'm super excited by him. Like he said, the young players, man, this team is, 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 could potentially be really, really special if Pose succeeds this offseason.
6: They, 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 it'll help if we get some pass rush to make him look even better. That's you know me about get, it, shit, right, get much out of you know out of uh, the three guys that were edge rushers. Imagine is, a pass rush with him. Oh my
5: what I what I took away from that more than anything was me reading through it. Everything he just said. He is he is fucking he's he's upset. He doesn't like losing and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to get used to it. And he aims to go in and next. This year he was a rookie, and when, when you're a rookie and a freshman in college, and all that kind of stuff, stuff comes with that, you, you you're treated kind of almost like a second class citizen. And all when all that stuff is over, you can go into that second year with your weight behind you. And he's gonna he's gonna let his presence be known next year. He don't yeah. like this shit, and you can read through all this stuff and you can see it. Dan, Tooch, anyone,
0: you guys disagree at all? Are you worried at all about Brisker, or do you think oh, that no, guy... Oh, not at all. I think he... Fuck
4: no. Nobody <laughs> here is worried about thank, Brisker. Thank you. Yeah, can, was... can, I, can I just can I just say something about chat Every time Nomad is around, Don Burr is a completely fucking civilized human being. Have you guys noticed that? Oh, Look, good. If, if, if you watch Don Burr and chat he's like talking football with us. He's not being a an uncivilized Lions fan. He's you know what? He fucking got football put a out a couple times by me. I don't know. I, I think I think that like Don Burr might be like fucking Nomad's cousin or some shit.
0: <laughs> I think Don Burr is misunderstood. I think he's here just to have fun with I us I control us. But secretly, yeah. he likes the Bears. That's why he's here. I yeah. mean, he spends yeah.
8: he just with
5: the Bible show.
6: Network at all. He yeah. spends so much time a week dedicated to listening yeah. to us. He must love us. Thank He's you, adding man. to our views, although.
5: Oh boy, not, that, that dude really Keep appreciates logging real football in and Hitting the like button, man. Donnie.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he does. No, you're right, no man. He does appreciate real real football talk. And you know, yeah. the, the Lions have been similar to us. For, listen, all of us fucking hate the Packers. You talked about it uh, on Sunday after the game. You met a Lions fan and a Vikings fan. You, you asked him the question: like, what's the team
1: you both hate the most? And everyone said the fucking no, no, the Lions fan said the Bears. Oh Really? Yeah, he said the Bears were the team he hated they the most. Work. The Vikings fan said the the Packers. This the thing is, about this. Brisker, I think Brisker uh, was again so good in his rookie year. Not like he was Pro Bowl, but so good that I don't know if anyone who was on my ass about being down on Khalil Mack would say that was a bad trade now because they got Brisker. And I, you watch on Saturday or I think they play Saturday. The Chargers will go to Jacksonville, not saying they're going to lose, but Mack will be shut out like he has been in the playoff game with the Raiders when they lost to the Texans and the two games with the Bears. That's why that guy is not worth the money that he was getting paid here or there. Brisker could be an impact player guy that's going to help us win a playoff game versus a guy that just fucking disappears.
7: Yeah, it is true. Uh, This this is John
6: John Burr's burner account. <laughs> yeah, finally, that, finally figured out why he hates Justin Fields. There you go. He's Don, <laughs> Don and I We're
0: having uh dinner uh tonight at, uh, at Sunday night, and uh, we ran in. We, we had a nice conversation with a Lions fan, and as we Who's walked
1: out, to a Bears girl,
0: yes, uh, beautiful, beautiful. If if he's listening right now or watching right now. I'd love the number of his wife. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was he was a great guy. You know, he wanted to see what was going on because, of course, uh, the ramifications of the Rams game had a lot to do with uh, what, what was going on for uh, the Lions. The, the Seattle game was it. So, uh, in any case, so we talked to him at length, and then as we're headed out, we uh, we go over to talk to him and say goodbye. And Dan Aguirre asked him, you know. You, who's your uh, least favorite team? Uh, and he immediately said the Bears.
4: I was like, wow, really? Well, fuck you. <laughs> I get it. You know why? Because the Lions beat the Packers more than the Bears did. Yeah. The Bears have pro- probably beat the Lions historically more in the last 20 years. Well, than the Lions, we, uh, they've won a the couple
1: of Lambeau recently. We always that-
4: kind of think of the Lions as the punch- punching bags of the Bears, right?
1: Detroit hadn't won at Lambeau since 1991 until just a couple of years ago. They had lost like 25 straight games there. So, But here recently, they've won like like maybe two of three or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yes,
0: I think you're right. All right, we've got 15 minutes left for this show, so I want to make sure that we get in uh, any other thoughts that you want to share with our audience before we sign off. I, I I'll, do have uh, one. I'll start with Tooch.
6: I wanted to uh, ask you guys about the story that broke today about uh, bears using their exit interview to air their grievances about, you know, all the losing or tanking possibly at the end of the season, you know, Justin Fields wanted to play and all that stuff. So uh, that's my question. What did you guys think? I want uh, to respond
1: to that. that? I said this the other day. I don't know. I don't want to sound so narcissistic that I'm assuming everyone listens to every word I say or something, but the, The way they ended the game Sunday, and I'm not just saying this because other people said it. Aldo can vouch. like He and I were bitching about it as soon as it happened, and I Mm -hmm. predicted that they would kneel down. Between that kneel down and then putting that bum quarterback in after Peterman was doing okay, and as soon as the Texans took the lead, they put 17 in. That's a fucking fact. We were at the stadium. So they were tanking. So as a result of that, I said this the other day, I don't know how... Coach Iberflus looks at these guys in the eyes. I mean, if you're that player for him next year when he's like, all right, we're going to try to win now, like I would tune that fucking guy out, man, because he – I mean, how yeah. do you motivate a guy when you're okay with losing? Great, great for, point. Yeah, 10 straight games of losing and not even caring. You can hear his yeah. press conferences. He was content on losing and not motivating these cats at all, and then now all of a sudden, yeah, hey, we got to win. We got to win now. Like I, I could, I couldn't respect that guy after that.
5: And I hope that that doesn't. Co- uh,
1: happen. I hope they're professionals and that doesn't happen because if it does, we got to can him after a year or two. But I I worry about him and, and especially if they don't make changes on that staff.
0: I got I got to interrupt just uh, to digress a second because Foster says we should be on every night because his girl listens and she gets horny. Uh, <laughs> I, I know, that, man, that's I a marketing campaign, you know. The new bears bear their social guaranteed to give your bears information and make your girlfriend horny.
1: <laughs> Love it, that, that, makes me horny. I mean,
3: that's interesting because
5: I, I was gonna, I, I, was gonna a, thinking about it. I was gonna do a complete curveball and ask you guys. Man, we all know the reason, though, right? Hey, Tooch. Hey, Tooch. Hey, get that t- tootch! Get your daddy! <laughs> man. Dick has a Why to your it? daddy? I'm calling the police on your daddy, man! I'm calling the police! Why tell that motherfucker to put some clothes on, man? No, seriously. In your guys' past, think about it. And we live in a day of no pubes. If you got pubes, you probably need to talk to a really good
6: woman. You he- ain't dating Dan McGuire.
5: You <laughs> have you ever received crabs and where did you get it at?
6: oh shit no yeah money. my, my no. first ex-wife my <laughs> first ex-wife oh hell no <laughs> what oh,
3: god.
5: Part he,
6: of, he, part, he
5: told part me of this story before wife? it's good Harding you got the crab from a wife
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. god <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. You want to get into the details, John? Or, uh, Parting the... gift. That's all you need
6: to know. Parting gift.
5: <laughs> Come on, Dan. What, what, what's happening, man? I know you got it. I've never had it. The crabs.
1: <laughs> you never had it. No. I had oh, a girlfriend yeah. whose kid gave me head lice before Super Bowl 41, though. <laughs> she was in elementary school.
0: <laughs> no, You know what's fun, really funny about that, besides <laughs> it being funny on the surface, is that Dan Aguirre loves women with big bushes.
5: I
1: do.
0: So, so the fact that yeah. her Gross. son gave him headlights makes me wonder did Dan get something else while he was down there?
1: <laughs> no, I've never had crabs. I never had crabs. That I forget their kid got she or one of her this is like 2000. It's literally the week between the championship game and Super Bowl 41 and uh, her kid ca- caught it in school. And that's how I, I got it from her child. So. Toa, don't make me hungry. I
4: you got no it in your dick hair? Way. Wait, you No, got no I've in your never dick
1: had crabs. Do you all not listen? Fuck. <laughs> God, I, I, I was laughing too fucking hard. I, I missed <laughs> a lot of that. I'm sorry. Oh,
5: another no, argument. I, would tell, I would tell any kid listening, if you exist in a college locker room, never, ever sit on the goddamn bleachers on the bench in the locker room without someone under your ass. Ever.
6: No shit. Ever.
5: I didn't even know I had it. I got home for uh, I think it was Christmas vacation, and I jumped on the uh, futon down in my mother's basement, and with with a heated blanket, and those motherfuckers start jumping around on me. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. They were jumping around, and I was Wait, like, Krebs. Yeah.
4: Oh God. Yeah. He never had it, so I don't
0: know what it looks like. But I've had other issues. You
4: Trust guys me. ever see the, Have you guys ever seen that movie with Jack Lemmon where he? he was like celebrating his like 60th or 70th birthday in the movie. And he like went and saw this, uh, uh, this fortune teller. And then he ended up fucking her and she gave him crabs and he's standing up the next morning like on Sunday in front of his church, doing like a thing in front of the whole thing in front of the whole church. And he, he has crabs. For the first time he's like, Trying not to fucking scratch his dick the whole time. He's just uh, You guys ever seen that are movie? You, Jack are Lennon? you serious? I've never I'm heard of
6: Jack Lemon, movie. but I don't know that one. But oh Maybe god, I'm sure. great
4: movie! It was later in his life. It was like after the grumpy old men movies and shit. Yeah, but it's you got you got to try to find it on IMDb. Uh, just wait a minute, in, wait a minute. We, I... got
0: a new, we got a new visitor to the barroom. Uh, it's Ashley Slashy. That kind yeah. of grooming is for bitches in their 20s and 30s. This is your friend, Dan Aguirre, so I'll let you take over and ha- have her respond.
1: No, I've, I've never well, had sex it with Ashley, but <laughs>
6: <laughs> not
1: yet. <laughs> I thought she would cut your ass all, up.
6: Are all the he's, he's sh- lawless lambs? Aldo, are we, too, are we too old to visit the lawless land? <laughs> Ashley
0: Slashy, wait a minute. I, it's hard for me to keep track of all the women that Dan Aguirre was talking to, but was she the one that said that if I had sex with Aldo, he would do everything that I said?
1: Yes.
5: <laughs> and she's right. I just want, want to know, Tooch, what was your reaction when you found out you got grabs from your wife? that she was sleeping around <laughs> but, i mean i mean seriously what would that, what did that conversation sound like man what, what was that like
6: uh yeah it was it's uh it wasn't wasn't pleasant you know but hey Good lord you know illinois is a mom state and tooch got full custody so oh, God, out okay, so. oh
1: my goodness <laughs> i i talked to a friend i'm not going to say his name because this is embarrassing but I hadn't spoken to him in six years. And again, it was in Aldo's uh, hotel room when we started talking uh, the other night when I was leaving. And he told me that in between, because again, we had a falling out, uh, that he had he'd gotten chlamydia at some point. And I asked him, I was like, man, what was that like? He's like, man, the first time I came with it, it just hurt like a motherfucker. He's like, what was that? So he like beats off again. He's like, oh, my God. He's like it. It just hurt to come, and he was discharging like motherfuckers, so it's when he went to the doctor. But, God, if that's chlamydia, I don't want that either. Jesus, fuck. That's what uh, fucking,
4: uh, what's-his-name died from, the the Chicago mobster. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh,
0: Joey joy Chlamydia.
4: No. Uh, what's his name? The, the Chicago mobster. Honey, help me out here. Capone. thank you. Al Capone died of Is that, chlamydia. Was it chlamydia? I, I knew it was some yeah. kind of venereal yeah. disease, wait what was it chlam- not chlamydia oh i thought it was chlamydia sorry oh, j- is curable. thank easy. you kitty i thought it was chlamydia he died of, he died of a venereal
1: you know, disease is my point i thought robert de niro <laughs> sucked so badly as playing him in the untouchables and i love robert de niro but i thought he sucked as uh, al capone
0: Well, so, I, I like that
1: performance. I, I, That's, i'm gonna tell up. you <laughs>
0: Who, who was the greatest uh, 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 Al Capone performance? Uh, clearly, Dan is not going to say Robert De Niro, but Dan, do you have a favorite Al Capone There hasn't been
3: one yet for me. No, me either.
1: That's so what I'm saying. I thought The Untouchables, despite a good cast, was a shitty movie with a great director, but I thought it was a, a bad movie. Yeah, this well, is one a one great One of all those up.
6: my favorite directors,
0: Brian De Palma. Yeah, exactly. St. Omni says that it was Bob Hoskins who was supposed to be Capone in The Untouchables. Hmm.
1: I but guess he syphilis. passed for Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> bad career decisions. Very, very, very bad. I'm telling Kitty to fuck off right now. <laughs> yeah. She's like, it was syphilis. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She she's did
0: you hear that. kitty she says it was the same thing you had syphilis
1: <laughs> I, I told you this before but uh, jim, jim morrison wow. from the doors had syphilis in like you mean we had we had, the same thing we so, had. Robbie, <laughs> robbie krieger the guitar player wrote this in his book and he thought jim thought it was so cool he's like i'm gonna let myself go crazy and that's gonna be how i die from third stage syphilis he's like it's a throwback to like you know, a yesteryear and Dionysus and all this. And then like day three of it hurting to pee, he was like, fuck this. I'm going to the hospital. I can't take it. So Jim cleared up his syphilis.
0: Ashley Slashley says that the best Brian De Palma movie is Phantom of the Paradise. And she is so fucking wrong. I am sorry. I am not going to do everything you say in this Talk, sex life, talk. I coping. haven't seen that
1: one. I like Obsession a lot, the one from 76. Yeah, hey, Tooch, Paul
0: Williams is in Phantom of the Paradise. That's enough to tell you that this is a bad movie.
6: You mean like the 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 uh, the, yes. the, the short keyboard player? Yes, okay.
0: yes, that's the one. I'm sorry, Ashley Slashy. He's not the Phantom, is he? Uh, whatever the fuck he is, he ruined the movie for me. <laughs> no, 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 my favorite diploma
1: film is the one with Travolta. Is that yeah. De Palma? Yes, uh, uh, Blow Out. Blow Out. Blow, blow out. Blow it. That's my favorite De Palma film. Excellent movie. Yeah. Uh, Nomad,
0: do you know what the fuck we're talking about? Or, uh... You guys, oh, I, 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 keep... I keep...
1: Nomad's I keep still here.
0: The,
6: I keep seeing the Don't you see him up on the screen? He's right next to me. <laughs> I see him, yeah. Looks like Ryan Poles a lot. <laughs> what was <laughs> that, Kitty saying? <anything? laughs>
3: I keep seeing the
4: security because she worked in the film. Lean out of the shit.
5: I'm freezing up, he's freezing you're up.
0: Slack, you're slacking on us, Matt. Slacking. We,
5: we can't. We can't. even say the the shit that we want to say because Kitty's peeping in. you gonna. I want to say some shit, but I can't say it because yeah. Kitty's in on this show. I can't do it. Come on, Kitty's gonna give him. No, no. no, 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 no I want to no, no. ask real Kitty, questions, Kitty, man. I want to. I want to ask. Kitty, I want to ask guys. He
2: has
4: your earbuds in.
5: Yeah, I want to ask. What What is your best fucking sex? And forget about your wife. Ooh,
1: she, she cut off his feed. <laughs> that's why I can't say shit. <laughs> Pull the cable. She just uh, <laughs> you're
0: not gonna talk about the time we had sex. <laughs> well,
1: unfortunately, guys, I'm I'm gonna take a no, knee no, like no. flu, so I gotta go to work.
6: Wait, Get before you yeah. go, can we hear about getting dumped on Facebook? Yeah,
1: that was with uh, the Jenny when I was in Chicago in week nine. Really? Oh, okay. At Aldo's house, no less. She was downstairs. I was upstairs. And that's the girl that we. I, I look, we've I been look at with? Facebook and see that she's single. I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know."
5: Well, I guess that. At least that's, it ain't MySpace.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's who should take over Twitter. Is Tom, <laughs> that creepy guy who always wanted to be your number one friend on MySpace. <laughs> hey
4: uh,
0: Dan, before you leave, and I- I'm gonna leave here too, uh quickly. If Tooch, if you guys wanna uh if you wanna direct the show for another 15, 20 minutes, but I'm fucking tired. I've been up since eight working on yeah, this show and the Greg show. <laughs> but I want to give Dan uh a- an opportunity to say some final words before he gets out of here and starts saving some lives.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I hope that we uh got through the show well enough so people are entertained. And uh, like I said, for my taste, I thought early there was too much arguing, but that's just one man's opinion. I I don't want it to be like Shannon Sharp versus Skip or whatever the fuck, but that's just my opinion. If you all think it's good to have each other's throats, then have at it, man. I just don't want to be a part of that myself, but I love being a part of the show. Aldo, I love you. It was a great weekend. I appreciate you for everything. I love everybody else on the show. I don't want to sound too much like a far left liberal here. What was the best thing you ate in Chicago? Well, I didn't I, get any ass. So
6: <laughs> Besides all those things
1: that I ate. <laughs> hmm.
6: Yeah. Did you guys go to any Chicago spots?
1: Oh, oh, that appetizer that we had, Aldo, the sausage thing. I know that sounds like a dick joke coming, but still, this big platter at that bar we were watching the Rams game at, the Seahawks and Rams. And it was like three <laughs> kinds of sausages with a dipping sauce that was cheese, and one was like honey mustard and two kinds of bread. It was like... $20, and that could have been our, our fucking meal that was so good. It, it was delicious. Uh, it was
0: my dick. <laughs> <laughs> it was cooked up just nice. It was uh, at Fat Poor's restaurant uh, about a block or two east of the um, – Hotel we stayed at the Hyatt Regency McCormick Place. Right. Uh, so it was actually, <laughs> this is insane. He says Aldo and Dan Sausage Fest. Dan, go ahead get out of here. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, brother. All
1: right, guys. Be well. Everyone enjoy. Hey, Love you, brother. Thank, Thank you brother.
0: That is Dan Aguirre. He is off for his high-paying job at 911, and uh, I hope that he has an easy night so that he can watch some movies and listen back to our arguments and be repulsed by them. What the fuck was that all about? It's like, dude, we're just discussing shit. I mean, maybe I got a little out of hand. Nomad, did did I yell at you too much?
6: Nomad said, fuck you, I'm leaving. Nomad's still here? (laughs)
0: Nomad, I'm sorry. Did I uh, uh, un... your audio. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
5: Can you hear me now? Yes, yeah. sir. My, my fault. No, nah, it's <laughs> about it's about what you would expect on the first night of a show with five guys, trying <laughs> to, you know, get their point across at the same time, and you get a little bit of stepping on each other, you get a few disagreements, and a few. I mean, it's nothing to me. You know, it's it's what I expected. You know, I think it's going to get better and better and better over time if we learn to just take our time and wait till you get your point across well since
0: we're going to talk about the style of the show I I mean I personally don't mind us arguing and debating things I mean as long as we're respectful to one another and I hope I was uh, not disrespectful to anyone uh, especially you know Matt because I know you and I you know I raised my voice a little bit and I apologize for that but you know, I think we need to disagree. If all all five of yeah. us are going to agree at a certain point, then that's not good. Yeah. And, and I, don't I think, think it's tonight,
6: avoidable.
0: Right. I think tonight we, uh, we we had differences of opinion. I could do perhaps a better job of disagreeing in terms of being uh, uh, polite. But I want disagreement. I want uh, uh, differences of opinion. That's what the whole barroom network is all about. We've got guys, uh, uh, you know, who like Mike North and Greg Gabriel who were alive when uh the Model T was being formed and we've got <laughs> <laughs> young guys uh like uh Vinny Parisi and, and Frank Mueller and other younger guys. Yeah we've got a whole spectrum of opinions uh on on sports and movies and TVs.
5: I, I love that about the Borom network. It was is you guys man, it's gonna be some ball busting. It's gonna be some raised voices it's gonna be a whole yeah. bunch of strong differences of opinion Mm -hmm. you're gonna gonna not like me, you're gonna like me I don't give a fuck, just show up and watch the show no, I really it. don't, motherfucker. You can get, you can, you can, no, you God. don't want to get the fuck no, off with me. that's got you. popcorn
6: back there. <laughs> beer. I'm gonna,
5: <laughs> I'm gonna keep it 100.
6: God damn it. I'm gonna tell <laughs> right. to you they're going after Tooch. I got me a bowl of popcorn.
0: <laughs> Foster is so right. He says you raise your voice with anyone, and that's who I am. You're absolutely right, Foster. It's, maybe yep. you call the Latin blood in me. You can call it being fucking kicked around yeah. when I was a kid. Or or whatever. I don't know what it is, but I do raise my voice. Which I didn't even guy notice,
6: guy. <laughs> like, to be honest. Neither. <laughs> I'm just like I'm arguing my point. You're arguing your point. I didn't. Point. Take, I,
5: didn't t- I took nothing away from that. That was just. I. I that's when I started having fun. Actually.
0: Yeah. I, so I'm surprised that Dan said that a couple of times, and, and he's, done, he's like, just
5: not used to that.
4: Man. If that's I can just up. be honest, like I was. Like I've I've been on the bar room for 18 weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, uh, hosting hosting. Paris Country podcast on Monday nights, and I was fucking nervous tonight. I've been I've been nervous for most most of the show, <laughs> to be honest. It's crazy, uh-huh. you know. It's like because I, I feel like
6: we could get someone our, else, man. Jesus <laughs> Christ, with a fucking Christmas picture. I had nothing to do with that. I'm <laughs> taking these <laughs> off.
0: You
5: know,
0: I'm of oh,
5: look oh, at
8: Put that shit back <laughs>
5: on,
4: man. <laughs> man, man Come on, put that shit back on, dude. <laughs> oh, no, fuck it. No glasses. <laughs> I'm gonna move over. I'm gonna sit here looking like,
3: oh uh, <laughs> well, man, like, uh, yeah.
4: like a De Niro the whole time. That is a kind of a but, De Niro. Uh, no. But
6: <laughs> no, but but seriously, <laughs> if I could just be honest, don't know? make us replace you, shorty. <laughs> Got trust a goddamn em. year ago.
4: I couldn't believe that. If you would have told me a year ago that I'd be sitting here doing a podcast with you guys, I would have been fucking beside myself because <laughs> I, I sat here a year ago listening to you and laughing my fucking ass. I told you this, Aldo, laughed my ass off <laughs> you know, here. My mother-in-law's, my mother-in-law's over there in the other room, just it's <laughs> giddy that I'm just laughing all day because I have my head, my earbuds in, just listening to Dan and Aldo, and I'm, just, I'm just thinking. I wish I could just be this well, guy's yeah. fucking friends and just talk to like you know, to the
6: end of the show.
4: And here we are, like <laughs> a year later. I, I, I although I just you and Dan and Tooch, just thank you so much. Like um, <laughs> honestly, man, I just uh, I, I I don't know what to say. Hey, I'm just, so, man, just I'm in love with you guys. I want to share something before I get out of here, King Pookie
0: Nation, who just what, put up that last one that you had up there, Tooch. Yeah. Um, so, Dan, when are you coming back to Chicago? So, has King Pookie Nation been listening to the show? Because Dan left ten minutes ago. <laughs> and the, one one of the many 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 reasons I love King Pookie Nation, who has been to all too. of our uh, barfly yeah. gatherings, is that yeah. he's Mister Non Sequitur. You know, like yeah. so. I'm we're we're talking about something, and then King Pookie yeah. will say, "Hey, Aldo, there's a movie coming out called, About Wooly Wonka." Yeah. <laughs> And then we're talking about Chase Claypool, and King Pookie says, "Hey, Albo, do you know anything? Anybody from the Bears?"
4: (laughs) I love that about King Pookie.
0: I love him. I love you,
2: King Pookie.
0: Pookie. I've been. Trust me, I've been trying to think for the last, I don't know, a year, a year and a half. i got to figure out a way to get King Pookie, King Pookie Nation a show on the Barroom Network where he could share his brilliance with us, his comedic genius. He's, he's Let's have him on the show one night. How about yeah, that? Absolutely. Absolutely. You Bookie's can getting take up my up. spot. But I was smoking fucking reefer. <laughs> I do
4: that. You can day. remove my spot for like a half an hour and bring in King Cookie just so it's not so convoluted with all the people talking. And I would be, i would love to sit back and watch that because did King you, Cookie is the, a unique. Did you see
5: person. our show last night? What was that? Did you see our show last night? I'm sorry, I missed it. You didn't. Oh, That's God. All I know. There, there was some shit that happened. Man, James Brown had a resurrection last night. <laughs> fucking, fucking. Chris Watts turned into something out of Boys in the Hood.
4: We him We, and we, we figured <laughs> out that Chris Watts is actually the actor from the 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 TV series uh, The Greatest American Hero. <laughs>
0: That's right. But I remember that. Wavy game. yellow Are hair. Are broadcasting
6: yeah. the uh, Chris Watts Belisimo fight live? Oh. <laughs> A, oh, by the Trump way, Aldo... W- Heavyweight brawl.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's get them both to Chicago and bring them over yeah. to Chicago Stadium and have them going off. There there two things that nice. I do
4: want to ask you, uh, Aldo, before we end this show. Uh, mm-hmm. One is, is it possible that we could, like, do something to promote the Chris Watts GoFundMe? Because I would love to do that because... There's only 140 bucks in there right now. I'm trying to get to like at least 3,000. We have to promote the Chris Watts thing. We have to get absolutely, absolutely. We have
0: time. I know you've already produced a commercial on it.
4: I can make a better one too.
0: I'd like to do one as well. Uh, So uh, we will do that. For those of you who don't know, Chris Watts is our great buddy uh, from across the pond, and for so many different reasons, he deserves to be here in Chicago to witness the Chicago Bears. Game And Nomad has promised to reveal his identity, but only to Chris Watts and and not to anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) That's reason enough to support the Chris Watts initiative to come to Chicago. And we'll have some information on that. And I also want to uh, let people know that uh, Greg Gabriel who spent nine years at the head of scouting with the Chicago Bears, and Danny Shiman, who went to Greg Gabriel's class 15 years ago and has been doing some professional work scouting for agency. Serendipitous. It's serendipitous. And so both of those guys are going to be providing the barroom Network with draft evaluations on specific players they think could help or maybe not help and and, and uh, offer a counter uh, uh, argument to people who think, well, maybe we should draft this player. They're going to be providing us with five, 10, 15-minute videos on these players, up to over a 50 players, and it's going to be premium material. In addition to that, there will be other offerings, and so we'll have more information on that. So we'll be playing a commercial on that next week, and also the Chris Watts uh, Bring Chris to Chicago campaign that the other Dan started, the old D, as I love to call him. Guys, let's go I, around I, the table and – I have uh, one uh,
4: question for you on that. Do Dan – Dan, Tooch, uh, Nomad, and Aldo and I get free access to that? or do we to make- Absolutely.
5: <laughs> I want to supply some content. I want to help out with it if I can. Hell,
4: yeah. If we could, I love yeah. it. In any way, manner, shape, We'll or be talking. We'll be talking.
0: Um, so I want to go around the horn, uh, get final thoughts uh, from people. Who do you want to start with, uh, Tooch? You pick somebody. You are in charge of the rest of the show. I'm
6: going to just sit back. Uh, Nomad has is, is Nomad still here?
5: <laughs> uh, am I still <laughs> go ahead. Nom-
6: Nomad, go ahead, buddy.
5: <laughs> All I want to say is, guys, it was a it was a bumpy ride tonight for some people. Not for me so much. It was just a little bit of back and forth that people have to get used to. However, I know for a fact that this is gonna get better and better and better. And I appreciate Aldo for having us here. Appreciate you too for putting up with the shit talking and you shorty for putting up with, it's gonna be a whole bunch of ball busting and I'm gonna be swinging a sledgehammer. I guarantee you that I'm coming with it. And I love you guys, man. I just appreciate you guys for doing the show with us, man. It's all love.
4: And uh, if I could go next, uh, just, uh, <laughs> it's been a, it's been an amazing ride from i I started bears country podcast on july 25th it was like the day before training camp and um it 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 has transpired into now me being on one of my favorite actually my favorite show of all time i literally i started thinking about this today i'm like what the fuck am i going to do when i'm working i i'm not going to have a podcast to listen to if i missed your show on Tuesdays, you know, because I'm going to be on it. I'm mean, like, we'll have to, I guess, I'll have to rewatch it, you know. <laughs> but like, I, I, I am like sincerely, um, uh, I have nothing but gratitude for you, Eldo and Tooch and Dan and you, Nomad, everyone for making this possible. This show is going to transpire into fucking something amazing. And you're right, Nomad, it is a little bit clunky tonight. Uh, we're learning how to talk amongst each other and all that stuff. And when we get that down, I mean, God, there's so much content to cover. We're going to have so much fun in this season. I cannot wait. And I love you guys, too. You guys are my brothers. I mean, Aldo, I have to ask you, the Podfather thing, was that really? Was that me? That was. uh, 100% you. 100 Hey, man. Thank you, brother.
8: It doesn't get any...
0: It doesn't get any higher than 100%. Are. A lot of people say, I'm going to give it 110%. Uh, sorry to inform you, but there's only 100%. There's not 101%. The- 100%, it was you. And so I I really appreciate that because everybody's you calling are. to The Godfather. And I was like, yeah, that's not really quite yeah. a fit for You're
4: me. Godfather. Yeah, You're the pod, that works for me. That that's for- fucking Sign that, that poster behind me, man. Like, I much love. I, I love You're everyone here. I'm going to shut the fuck up. I just love you all. <laughs> Thank you so much, Eldo, Tooch, Dan, Nomad. Thank you so much. Man. All right, man. Shut the
5: fuck up. Fun. Shut up. I'm done.
4: I'm done. <laughs> I got. I got to
0: say this. Toa earlier said uh, maybe Aldo is really the bar father, and given how many <laughs> bars I've frequented in my life, maybe, maybe there's some truth to that. So there's going to be a pot father and a bar father poster up there someday. <laughs> <laughs>
5: You say a pie father and a bar father is bar that just? Yeah,
3: there's
0: not enough
4: know. room on your wall. Fuck that!
5: If,
0: if there's five thousand bars in Chicago, I've been to forty nine hundred of them, and I'm working my way to the other <laughs> last hundred. Yeah. By the way, everyone in the, the chat room work. is saying that I make sense. <laughs> right.
5: You know what, man? Hey, <laughs> hey, Aldo. You've been doing this too long, man. You don't realize that this place is an institution in the streets of the internet, in the streets of the internet, you are boss man out here. Uh, and I think that's kind of what people are trying to tell you, man. Thank you. thank you, man. I, it makes Phenomenal. me feel
0: good. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that very much, but the, none of this would be possible if it wasn't for Johnny Santucci, Dan Aguirre, uh, uh Mr. Uh, Mr. T. <laughs> Mr. Shorty, (laughs) Dan, a.k.a. Nomad. And (laughs) and the dozens of other people who currently work with the Barroom Network. And I'm always appreciative of the people who used to work here and left their mark here and helped uh, uh, support us. Uh, um, uh, They they are tattooed on me, just like this tattoo on the Bears Barroom Network. Uh, So I truly appreciate everybody's look at this guy. Nice, look at this guy. I like that. That's a
5: better tattoo than one I have. Quick,
0: yeah. quick um, question
5: for the group. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody ever. Well, it's not a question. It's a statement. <laughs> I like this. One. Don't <laughs> ever get offended when I when I say "fuck you" or call you a motherfucker. Or say anything like that in those terms. Don't get offended. It's just a stickler for the show. That's all it is, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, if. I ever have a problem with you,
0: it's going to be because uh, you took my wife away or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> then the you and I are going to
4: put your me. wife, huh? <laughs> ass
0: and this summer sausage, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> At my age, there's just no chance that I'm going to get another woman. So don't <laughs> fuck with my wife. <laughs> uh, Tooch, I'm sorry. I took it away from you. It's all yours. Uh, get, do the go arounds there.
6: Oh, yeah, Uh, I think you and Dan Aguirre and Todd and Nomad. Uh, (laughs) It's like I woke him up and said, oh, oh, yeah. So Todd and Nomad. The other Dan, Todd, right? Todd? The other Dan, Todd, with one D.
4: Uh, Oh, my God. I mean, I, we got to maybe, I
6: don't know, more. maybe we can talk Dan into using Mr. Shorty since it's not really Shorty, like short. It's like his last name, you know, a portion of his see, last name. See,
4: so see uh, uh, Tooch, you, yeah. you missed that part of the, uh, the meeting that we had when we were talking mm-hmm. about what should I be called. And you're the mm-hmm. only fucking person, because you're Italian, that knows <laughs> how to say my last name. And Aldo was like, Aldo has been saying it. Perfectly, Mr. Shorty. Mr. Shorty. Mr. Shorty. When it comes to saying my last name, he's like, just I know. Look, <laughs> like, what's his last name? Yeah. You're like, it's Shortino. <laughs> Dude, Greg Gabriel <laughs> I, was talking about how
0: I many had. concussions he's had in his life, and it was a yeah. fascinating. That uh, was great. So. Listen to the last 15, yeah, 20 minutes yeah. of the show. Uh, and I, I, if I were to tell you how many concussions I have, zero but yet my fucking brain doesn't work. I don't know what the hell's going
4: on. I've had at least one. I know that.
5: All, all, the, all the big hoes I had getting knocked around in the bed and shit, man. You ain't no tell me how many concussions I got. I saw stars. <laughs> the no, big hoes is a war, man. I'm telling you right now. No man strikes me as a guy who would be
0: giving concussions, not
5: receiving
4: <laughs> Shortino! Yeah.
7: Thank yeah. you, Ruelo. Really well. Yep, that's exactly how
4: you pronounce it, Shortino. Yep. I'll never forget
0: it. Now, thank you, Renewable. By the a way, S- Renewable, give, give us something else. Tri- call yourself
5: the Triple R. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, r- r- yeah r- man. Rename it Triple R,
4: man. I've been trying to tell that's you. It's fucking that really one. hard to say because we all go Renewable uh, f- R uh, Triple R <laughs> Triple R. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: right. Who else's name do we want to change here? Uh, let's. It's <laughs> handsome, handsome Duke. Come Metro. on, dude. I'm just going to call you Duke
6: from Metro. Took off. He doesn't like the show.
0: The Retro new- doesn't like the new show. Well, that's, he that's said, uh, he,
6: he's he's Dan and Aldo. He's a Dan and Aldo truther. He said, good. later, guys. Yep. I, I, I,
0: flip I, Dan. I, I fucked him so good.
3: He, <laughs> <laughs> <slow down>. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> Dan's going to be like, uh, renewable or not renewable, but uh, uh, whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Thank you. I'm glad you're gone. <laughs> retro, all right. Retro.
0: Before we get into yeah. truly triple X stuff, let's uh say goodbye. Tuchan, to... I'm gonna let you close the show. All right, brother. Oh, I am. All right.
6: Uh, yeah. Are, are, <laughs> oh, really? are you leaving? Or...
0: <laughs> I'm leaving. If you want to stay? You know how to close the show.
4: we gonna I... close the show, Eldo. Jesus Christ, we're getting out of here. <laughs>
6: okay. <laughs> my my day quill wore off a while ago, Aldo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thanks everyone in the live. Uh, Nomad, the show, I love you.
6: We'll... I love
0: Nomad <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> thank hey, you for uh... <laughs> <laughs> thank you for sticking with us with all the warts of this debut show. I knew there was going to be warts, and uh, but we will improve as we go on. I hope that you enjoyed the Bears conversation because I thought that was flawless, despite the fact that I may have raised my voice a couple of times. Uh, but I'm really excited about this new venture with uh, my good buddies. Mr. Shorty and Nomad, uh, a.k.a. who the fuck really is he? And Johnny DeTuch Santucci and my good friend Dan Aguirre. My name is Aldo Gandia For everyone here at the Barroom Network, we will see you very – we'll see you next week, right, everybody? You guys are coming back, right?
8: I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> should love, y'all.
0: I know I, I need so. you. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh
3: Lord. Mate.